Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, Manitank Podcast, January the 19th. Like playing it off like a, a ghetto Yeah, I know, I know. Batman's playing it. <laughs> Welcome to the Manitank Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, January the 19th, 2014. My name's Matt Eads, here back again to host this show. All of Regular is joining me today. Hey, y'all. Remember, this eventually turns into an audio podcast as well, so... Waven's not going to cut it. Kevin Byer, tell us about Waven. Wave us in. (laughs) (laughs) You probably even saw me waving because the camera doesn't even switch to me until I start talking. (laughs) Eric Peterson is here as well. Waven's the same. Yeah, it's funny. Good one, you guys. Good video jokes that are going (laughs) to translate well. It's a motivation for people to listen to what to watch. To watch, watch yeah. the video version if they're listening on iTunes. Watch and listen. I listen. I listen to the audio portion because that's what I do. I listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. and it, it totally plays. Yeah, that sounds good yeah. enough. You sort of miss out on some of the sight gags, but whatever. Yeah, like Oliver having his hand in front of his face every oh, time the, yeah. the picture's right. on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you miss out on the the stupid like Google head bandana. And the the scuba gear and stuff, but it, it, it there's works. nothing stupid about the Google head bandana. There's absolutely nothing stupid. I found a whole bunch more camera things that I can totally do your anime eyes that I can totally spice this show up with. What do you want? You want a cowboy hat? Done. Done. You want it, Matt in disguise? Also done. I've actually seen you like that before. Well, yeah, this is my go-to when like. <laughs> Oh shit! They're they're on to us. If we gotta cheese it, put these glasses on. I think it was, think it was at like on. a Comic Con or something. You you dress like that because you're a big anime fan. Or yeah. Fan. The uh, oh. Now I'm in the Twilight Zone. Negative man. Yeah. There's uh. Now I'm on the drugs. I'm on the drugs. <laughs> Too many drugs. Ah. Oh. I'm gonna stop doing those. Welcome to the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, now this goes both ways. If you're watching on YouTube, folks are asking if the show's up on iTunes. It is up on iTunes. You can sub on there for the audio version. If you're listening on iTunes and you want to watch the video version, that's on YouTube. So you can go either way. You can go both directions if you want. Can you uh, link the YouTube to me? I want to go watch to his YouTube chat. page. Uh, yeah, I could. I can. I'll do that for you as we get well, rolling. Go to here. his Twitter. What's uh, I feel like Matt didn't tweet out about this show this time because yeah, he did. Would have, I felt like I would have known about it. No, I totally did. Ago. I totally tweeted. I, I, well, what are you guys talking about? I like tweeted the whole week. I don't want to bug a people. Single I don't tweet wanna, from you about this shit. I don't want to bug folks. You know, they know the show's going on. We know I do the show's remember going last on. Sunday, I, though, I don't want same place, same time. Yeah, that too. And I tweeted it when it went up, and it was it was up with like a countdown. So if you went to that and saw the countdown, you'd know. People knew. People know. They're in the know. Shit, I didn't know. Fuck you. What's been going on this last week in video games? Or just your life? Start over at Eric. Eric, what's what you been 
Which bin? I, I started a, a project that I was actually going to throw out to Oliver as a challenge. Oh, yeah? I decided that I... Actually, I didn't decide. I just forgot. Okay. Because uh, your doodling decided to get me doodling again. <laughs> you're not doing... diddling. Not diddling, but doodling. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, close enough. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to throw out a challenge to you. Maybe I'll throw it out now. I want you... Uh, I, I decided to take two of my favorite video game characters and mash them together into one. You think Solid Snake is one of your favorite characters alongside Mega Man? You're one phony. of one of them. So I did a I did a Mega Man Solid Snake doodle mashup, and I'm almost done with it. Uh, but I wanted to see your spin on how you would mix those two together. Mine would be like Big Boss and Joel, and they'd just be like Big Boss, with just them. hanging out. Yeah, Joel. Big... You would list Joel as one of your favorite video game characters. Uh, in recent memory, yeah. But I mean, like for the joke that I'm trying to pull, it's. It works. Big Boss and Joel, it's neither of their lighters are working. They both have cigars, and they're just... Joel and Head Bandana. <laughs> did, you, did you see that semi-unfinished version I, tweet, I uh, tweeted out? Yeah, yeah. This Looks is, good. This, this one's almost done. Eh, so, I don't know. Uh, would, would he get all, like... It's, what power would he take from Snake? It, oops. It would be, like... Fucking stealthy, man. Mega Man's not stealthy. He's just bust the door in and shoot the shit out of everybody. St I don't. I don't think it. You can't just mash up genres like that. Yeah, come on. Come on. It, how would that play? For the oh, it's just, sketch, it's kind of unique, and I, I really like how you did it. It's pretty cool. It's just Mega Man with a new skin. Does he get a box? RP. He's got Mega Man's underpants. <laughs> Snake gets Mega Man's underpants. Mega yes. Man's boots. He gets he gets the boots. The this helmets. whole thing is totally because Mega Man would have to beat Snake in the first place to get no, his abilities, no, and like, this is totally would never happen ever. So, moot point. I don't know. I think Mega Man could take Snake. What? Mm. No. No way. Old Snake. For the purpose of this picture, it's Old Snake. He's got the solid eye. So it's That's, Old Snake. I, don't I think know. Mega Man could take Old Snake. What does Mega Man do? Nothing. He shoots his blaster and that's it. Someone gets he in close, it's over. On the floor. It's over. Someone gets in close, gets some CQC up in there, done. Game over, Mega Man. It's cool though. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll I'll give that a shot, but uh, I'd have to think on it for a while. Should have made. Okay, okay. Here we go. Hear me out. Uh, the Street Fighter. Is it Street Fighter? Mega Man? Not Street Fighter. Um, what am I thinking of? Marvel vs. No Capcom? Mm -hmm. Marvel vs. Capcom? It's got Pac-Man? Uh, also got... has Mega Man. It's got it's Mega Man. Street Fighter and Tekken. Is it Street Fighter cross Tekken? That Mega Man concept or character art. It's like Mega Man is a playable character yeah. in this fighting game. Also Pac-Man. That's and what I'm thinking of. Fat and old. Smash yeah. Brothers. No, not Smash Brothers. What? Street Fighter Smash Tekken. Brothers has Mega Man. Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. You're fat not. Mega Man gets solid snake powers, and then he's just a fat old guy. Let me let me ask he you just something, sits there. Eric. You, you're familiar with, with what we're talking about that that Mega Man design? No. Go Street Fighter Cross Tekken Mega Man. Okay. And Why then, is Mega Man in Street Fighter Cross Tekken? It's. It's the, a Capcom thing. Yeah, you're asking the wrong kind of questions. But um, it's a weird, weird, weird design where it's like a fat kind of... Oh, yeah, okay. It's like, Mega Man. It's like where, NES Mega Man. It kind of looks like Frank. Well, it looks like the cover art from the very first Mega Man. Yeah. I think that's what they designed it off. Oh, really? Yeah, if you look at the very first Mega Man cover art, it 
It looks like a weird LSD porn. No, it's just a dude in a suit. It's just Wait, like a regular guy. It looks like a what? It's like some crazy dude tripped up on LSD directing a porno. Okay, it's, that makes a lot more. Like, what is an LSD porn? I'd, porn filled with LSD. I would so love you, to know more. You as the person uh -huh. comes packaged with a small bag of LSD. Okay. How it's, small are we talking here? Like, how many tabs? Well, there's there's the, the regular edition, the limited edition, the collector's edition, and then the trip and balls edition. Which, Sign me up for that trip and balls edition. Yeah, so you take the LSD before you watch the porn. That's how it's meant to be. But if you don't, then it's just normal porn. I'm in. Okay. I'm all in. That's I feel like that's it the thing. Be normal porn. That's It'd the thing be like that's gonna get me stuff. fucking get me back into collectors editions is when they start selling them with hard drugs involved. <laughs> you know, like buy this uh, GTA Six collectors edition, get some coke, just a little bag of coke in here that they took like from an evidence locker. Mafia Two sent out brass knuckles. Aren't those illegal? Yeah, so they had to do a huge recall for all those brass knuckles, and they're like, you need to either send these back or destroy them, to which everybody said, fuck that, I got brass knuckles, <laughs> bitch. So did some doodles? Did you play any uh, video games? I did. I actually took advantage of the new PlayStation 14 or 14 sales. Okay. They had, uh, had a bunch of good stuff on there. There wasn't a lot of stuff I really wanted, but they had um, Thomas Was Alone, the cross-buy version for 250 Sure. That's uh, like a platformer, right? You're a square. It's interesting because it's you play as a bunch of sentient squares that they all kind of have their own little personality, and it's told kind of humorously through like a, this British narrator who I feel like he's trying to be the narrator from Little Big Planet, and it kind of works, but it kind of doesn't. And each of the squares has their own little ability, and they all have their own little personality and how they interact. Um, Basically just to get to the end of level. It's a super simple platformer, but you actually develop... I think the whole point of the game was to develop uh, feelings for non-traditional characters. It's like, I, I care about that square. You know, that square is kind of a jerk to the fat floating square named Claire, but I kind of feel... Nobody boring. likes Claire. She's Christy such a floaty bitch. We've been talking about baby names. I had always been kind of sold on the name Claire until someone's like, Claire sounds like a fat girl's name. No so way. Claire sounds couch. like a hot Australian blonde girl. No. So we were sitting yeah. down on the couch today playing this, and then they introduce you to this, this fat rectangle square, and or this fat square, and she's falling down, like having this I'm about to die type of moment. Woe is me. I'm going to hit the water and die. And then they're like, Claire was about to die. I'm like, fucking Claire's a fat girl's name. She's a fat square floating in the water. We're not naming our girl Claire. Let me sell you on Matilda, the female form of Matthew. Very powerful name. A lot of great women through history named Matilda. It was a great kids movie. Circa 1993, somewhere in there? Yeah. Matilda Eads Peterson. <laughs> Done. I don't like it. Naming your kids is so easy. What's like, I don't understand what's to decide. How about, okay, Matilda, Kevin Oliver Peterson. How about we just go Matt Kev Oliver Peterson? Just all as one, Matt Kev is their first name? Mm. No, their first name would have to be Keviver. Keviver? <laughs> Olivin Matilda Peterson. Sounds too close to oven. Then it could be a Final Fantasy character. 
Perfect. <laughs> we all win. So why don't you do the Final Fantasy naming convention? Oh, uh, shoes. <laughs> bowling. I like bowling. <laughs> Any games uh, other than uh, Thomas Was Alone? You said you got the cross-buy, right? You got it on I Vita did. and I was, I was hesitant PS3. on it because I saw on the PlayStation blog that it said cross-buy, but when you go into the store, they have the Vita version and then they have the PSN version. And like, oh, fuck it. I'll just buy the PSN version that way in case it doesn't work. Whatever. But then it just downloads both of them. And the cross-sync is actually pretty cool because... When you go to save, it just automatically saves it to the cloud server for them, and you can just pick up seamlessly on your Vita. So, hmm. Unlocking the potential. Continuing to Still unlock the potential. I was, I was tempted to pick up uh, Killzone Mercenaries for 9 bucks, but I don't have 4 gigs of space open on my card. Fucking Killzone. Just don't... The multiplayer beta of that game was great. Killzone is not... No, I fell off Killzone so hard. I don't like. I don't know what happened. I was I trying to too. play the the Shadowfall I yesterday, didn't like Shadowfall. and like I don't like it either. I don't like anything about that game. I don't like how it plays. Was, I like the Hellgas design. It? That's uh, it. Yeah, it's all right. I liked them better when they were like big gas mask, like gl- two glowing, you know, red big circle eyes. Like they just look like dudes wearing gas masks. They're now not they're as all ominous. They're not as scary. Yeah, they're. They're, I don't understand them either. I don't. Do they need to breathe like different air? Is that they're people? The Helgen they, are just people, but not people, why do they though, have to breathe that human. gas? They're they're like a splinter, like a splinter faction of humans. They're they are humans. They left like Earth or something, yeah, and so they colonize this. What was the what's the Helgen? Helgen. Helgen. And um. I, I think that their atmosphere is just a little bit wonky, so that's why or they have nitrogen. to wear the masks. Because there's, like, Helgen in that game taking their masks off all the time and, like, chatting with you and, and you know, being normal, and well, nothing happens. It takes place on Helgen, doesn't it? Uh, everything I've played has taken place on the... whatever the ISA planet is. The story of Shadowfall is that... I think it's four years after the end of Killzone 3 where you... Basically, you you wipe out the Helgen, you commit this horrible genocide, and wipe out most of them. So they take the planet that the good guys have, and they split it in half, and put a big wall around half the planet. And then the Helgen live on one side, and you live on the other side. And so most of it has been taking place on there. So far. I've been on a spaceship. I played about two or three hours of it at at a friend's house, and it just didn't hook me. I thought Killzone 2 was great. I bought Killzone 3... It was cool, it looked good, it was a gorgeous game, but I think I kind of fell off of it as well. But Shadowfall I wanted to play because, like, oh, it's going to be great, PS4, first-person shooter, and it just... It's not great, right. no. It did not yeah. feel right. I played three, or I bought three with that stupid uh, move gun. Which oh, I have right here. How'd that work out for you? We made uh, a video I played it, I played it for it. a little bit, and then I decided I don't want to play it like this, and I just never played it ever again. Was it at least responsive? It was okay. It wasn't like it wasn't like razor sharp, but it was okay and it was fun. It's just my arms got tired. That's what war is, man. Holding the gun up eight hours a day, nine to five, holding the assault rifle up. Pretty much. Crawling. Yeah, kill killzone's uh killzone's pretty bad. They're releasing four multiplayer maps, free DLC. Uh not enough to Pull that back, I don't think. I feel like if I was more into first-person shooters, which I'm absolutely not into, I would try to, like, 
I would try to really get behind Killzone. I it's weird. Would... Sorry, go ahead. Okay, I, was say, I... I wish they would re- revive Red Faction as a first-person shooter. <laughs> was Red Faction ever a first-person shooter? That's how it started. Red yeah. Faction 1 and then 2, and then they went to Guerrilla and Armageddon. They kind of went back to first-person in some spots, but it was mostly third-person. So. Uh, Red Faction yeah. was the one where you had that big sledgehammer, right? Yeah. That was that was a first-person shooter? No, the, that was Red Faction person. 1 was a launch title or close to launch off of PS2, and it had the Geomod technology where you could blow holes in absolutely anything, and it was a ton of fun. And then 2 came out, and it was a hot pile of shit, where even Volition said, yeah, let's just forget that that game never happened. And then they moved on to Gorilla with the storyline that basically, for all intents and purposes, forgot about anything that happened in Red Faction 2. So, um, Gorilla was I've... okay. and With, like, Battlefield and stuff on the market now, and engines that look good, I don't think that Red Faction... Like, that, that, that was always its whole shtick, was like, you can knock down all the buildings, and the environment's totally indestructible, and, like, look at all this cool shit you can do, but it always looked kind of janky. And now Battle- janky. And now yeah. Battlefield does it, and it doesn't look janky, so... But the difference is, is that the multiplayer in the original Red Faction was truly, you could burrow a hole through absolutely any wall. You could do whatever you wanted. Battlefield, it's still scripted. There are certain things that you can and can't blow up. You can pretty much get through just about everything now. I've been playing a lot of Battlefield this week. Can you take a rocket launcher, point it at the ground, dig a hole under the ground, and then tunnel your way back up? No, because this game isn't fucking stupid. But that's so what you can't. It so much fun. Jeez, like if somebody's barricading There's themselves no... in a room, you blast a hole in a little tunnel around the wall, and you kick in the back door, and back door, and kill them. There's no place for that in in today's multiplayer totally scene. No There's way. Totally you would play it, and one other dude would play it, and the rest of society would be like, this is... This is kind of stupid. This is pretty stupid. No it's like, just like there's no rocket jumping anymore. It's because it's stupid. Yeah, because that's fucking dumb. People realize, like, yeah, this is kind of dumb. This thing that's been in video games for the last 25 years is pretty dumb. We're, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit anymore. That being said, you can totally, like, still rocket jump in Battlefield 4, kind of, but... I do wish, back on the Killzone thing, I do wish that Killzone would have been better because I do enjoy the world and the story that they've created, they just, I think it failed in so many spots for execution. That's but, that's why I feel like I'd be behind it, because I really do like the character not the characters, but the, the hell gas design and the idea of the ISA versus hell gas. That's kind of all out the window now. It's You're not with the squad anymore, which is was kind of some of the cool stuff, because at least you had those guys doing entertaining shit. But now you are like a, a rogue agent. You're a... Shadow Warden, and your father is your commanding officer, and you're his only son. Well, and he's sending you cool, in. It's still, it's still like the ISA versus Hellgas type thing, right? Just a different sort of. Yeah. The beginning to that game just, was rough to get into, though. It's just not like it's it's so campy, and the whole your dad being the, it's it's dumb is what it is, and it's a lot of like they just leave a lot of stuff unsaid because. He's your father. You're supposed to care about a man, but like not. Yeah, it does a lot, and it's bad. And the, the, the multiplayer is weird because for the first time in a long time, they don't have it where you're unlocking guns. Like everything is available available to you, mostly everything at the start. So there's and no then, incentive to continue playing. There is a little bit. Like you kind of uh, you upgrade your abilities a little bit. So, for example, if I'm using a turret. 
and I get 30 kills with it or whatever, instead of my turret being out for 10 seconds, it'll be out for 11 seconds. But it's not... You're, there's no real progression going on. Mm. So, I mean, even that hook of, like, at least if I'm not enjoying Call of Duty, there's still a little bit of... I sort of want to see what I'm going to unlock. I sort of like seeing the new kill streaks and, and all that. There just really isn't a ton of that in Shadowfall. And it's super saturated. I think it looks... I, I don't like the look, the color palette, anything about it. It's too bright. Yeah, it's because super the whole, bright. The whole series has been really dark and, and grim from the very beginning. And then to go to these super bright purple, blue, and, and pink palettes, it just doesn't... It's too well, much of a change. Three, when they visited Hel- when they were on Helgas or Helgen, they uh, they 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 showed off a lot of like the flora and fauna of that planet, and it was really colorful. And that was kind of. But cool. it it fit the scheme with it though, because it still had that dark atmosphere around it. Right. I and it was just was on the a counter. It was on like a way grander scale too, because I remember like fighting through fields and seeing these huge like three legged walkers off in the distance. And, like, ships are flying around and shooting them, and, you know, shit is going on. You're, like, in the thick of it. But in this one, because you're this solo operative, it's kind of like, get into this room, kill all the guys, move to the next room, kill all the guys, move to the next room, kill all the guys. It's not... It's not great. It kind of reminds me of what happened to the Resistance series. I mean, granted, the Resistance series was never really that good, but Resistance 2 is phenomenal, having that grand scale of things. I mean, you come out of the first one of the first missions, and you see that huge Goliath off in the distance marching towards you, and just everything in that game is really grand, and then you go to Resistance 3, and you're this solo person trying to work your way from the Midwest out to New York City to discover things, and it was just really small and confined. And... Yeah, Resistance I don't know. was another one I was pretty interested in, but just never got into. Resistance was 3 was great to play through cool once, story. but I don't know. I kind of want to play the... the the PS Vita version, just to round out the series, but... I hear it's no good at all. Really? They did, uh... Th- there was a better version of uh, super-powered soldier saves the world from aliens out at that time anyways. It's called Halo. Maybe you guys have heard of it. Might as well have just played that. <laughs> the Resistance Never heard of PSP it. was okay. As Never as heard of it. As a guy who stayed up all night and beat the Resistance campaign on Oliver's PS3 when that game first fucking came out. You love uh, that story. Well, yeah, because you were so... You were, like, rattled. You were so pissed the next day. yeah! Whatever. Why were you pissed that he beat it? Because I don't like when people beat my games, especially, like, a launch PlayStation (laughs) 2 title. PS3! What do you have a PlayStation 2? What the fuck is this? Yes. Whatever. I don't even know. That was when you had... Uh, it was kind of like it is now. There were, like, no games to play. It was Resistance and Symphony of the Night. And that was it. Yeah, maybe. I still have a bunch of Christmas money left over, and I'm contemplating getting a PS4, but I go back to that same argument of there's absolutely nothing to play Get it! Right now. And we should play Need for Speed? There's nothing. There's nothing. Somebody play Need for Speed with me! I haven't turned on my PlayStation 4 in probably a week. Wow. Not even as a Netflix machine? No, because I've been using my my, place, uh, my PS3 for stuff and just may as well watch Netflix on there. I almost bought Need for Speed. I almost bought a lot of shit this week. Did you find your Xbox? You didn't spend money. No, I didn't find my Xbox. I went to EB and went, you guys got any Xboxes? And they went, which one? And I said, exactly. And they said, nope. And then I said, okay. And left and gave up. I was like, alright, that's a sign. 
Because I was thinking about it, like, what do I really want that Xbox for? I'm going to bring it home. I'm going to set it up. I'm going to go, Xbox on. It's going to turn on. I'm going to go, Xbox off. It's going to turn off. I'm going to go, that's pretty cool. All right, see you in March. So, <laughs> play Rise, maybe. But I don't really want to pay 60 bucks for that game. I, I don't know. That game, will, all those launch title games would be dirt cheap in six months anyway. That's what's holding me back from Need for Speed. Is it sixty bucks? If I could get it for forty, I would. I would Just buy it. Just play the the latest Most Wanted. It's pretty much the same thing. Grid is free on the PSN. I can't get into that. I've never tried it. It's but like I have it and I kind of want to sim play it. simulation racing, right? It's like it's like a it's like a weird hybrid of simulation arcade racing. It's if you fuck you like, up, you can rewind time and oh right yeah yeah it oh just, yeah it, right. it, it yeah. feels like it's got way too much weight to it. And That's like I like arcade racers, yeah. like Need for Speed, Burnout, and I also like just fucking up people's days, like in Need for Speed. You just play a cop or a racer, and the cop's only purpose is to fuck up the racers. You just make people have bad days. And you call me a troll. Okay. That's the whole point of that game. That is the whole point of Need for Speed. If you're a racer, you want cops chasing you because that's exciting. If you're a cop, you want to chase racers because that's exciting. Nobody plays Need for Speed and just drives around. Apparently, people play Grand Theft Auto and just drive around. I, who, who, who does that? Fucking Kevin fools. doesn't count. Fools. No, there's a lot of people that just drive around in Grand Theft Auto. Because there's a, there's a lot of cool things that you can find in the city that's not on the map. It's true. It is it is a super detailed place to explore. I don't know. There's just no games right now, and it sucks. At all. I don't know. Brutal crap out of that Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Yeah, is that good? That game is phenomenal. That's the RPG one that yeah. you were talking about last week. That right? game is super cool. The way that the, the the difference between the Dream World and the Real World, and how the battle system changes. There's almost two completely different types of battle systems. One for when you're outside the in the Real World, and then one when you're in the Dream World. You get to use your Luigination and all your Luiginoid attacks, and it gets pretty dumb with the type of words they come up with. But that sounds like some kind of hard drug, something Luiginoid. It's cool though, as you as you progress through the Dream Worlds, you get different bro attacks. I guess is what they call them. Uh huh. Okay. One of one of them is you can, when you're in the when you're in the Dream World, you only control Mario. But when you attack, Luigi will come and do your your secondary attacks as well, just on his own. But you can activate one of the bro attacks, and you can um, turn Bay Luigi life. into a ball, and then you have to roll up all these other Luigis and then kick them towards the enemy. And there's another one where you can turn him into a big ass hammer and and hit the enemies with thousands of Luigis. And it's dumb, but it's it's neat. It's it's a fun, unique take on on an RPG style battle system. So you're saying that 2014 is truly the year of Luigi. For as much as Nintendo was trying to pimp up Luigi, they still make him just a whiny bitch. Even in this, one of the levels in particular, you start delving into a place called Dreams Deep. And you go down into, like, Luigi's true subconscious. And it's Mario's... just a dark, fucked up place. Yeah, it, it's really weird because in the Dream World, you have Dream Luigi following around. And on the lower screen, you can actually interact with Luigi when he's laying on the pillow sleeping. So, like, you can tickle his nose and he'll... he'll, he'll uh, sneeze in the world and then things will change or you can pull his mustache and he'll launch you different directions and stuff but you go down into dreams deep and and dreamy luigi disappears because all of a sudden he's having 
these these internal nightmares about things and you're down there and it's really dark and like there's these text boxes floating by of Luigi's inner thoughts like big brother you're so cool and I can jump high too and and <laughs> just like really dark depressing shit about just Luigi. a sad comment does that game end with Luigi killing himself is that where this goes fuck if I know but it's super depressing like you could you kind of feel bad for him and they don't do anything to make you actually like Luigi he's just this whiny bitch that just doesn't stack up when he's got his cooler bigger brother there well, nobody can can live in Mario's shadow and, is and Mario do anything old? about it. Yeah, Mario's, Mario's the older brother. I always thought Luigi was older because he's taller. No, for some reason <laughs> that, that just... is some serious logic, right Kid there. Kid Matt, hey, we're, we're keep in mind, like, when did Super Mario Bros. Two come out? Ninety-two. It's probably some... like uh, the first one, nineteen eighty-six. No, Super Two, Two. It's probably eighty-nine. Oh, two. Probably like eighty-eight. The one where Luigi was noticeably taller. There you go. That's how young I was. Three years until I was born that's, that's from that game coming out. <laughs> and that's yeah, when, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, he's taller. He's older. Makes sense. I just always assumed that Luigi was older. No, I always assumed that he was younger because player one would be Mario and player two would be Luigi. I don't know. You know, it's sense. just... It's, no, it it's, makes perfect sense because if you have like a, a sibling that you play the game with, whoever's older, older gets person. controller one. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. That in like kid logic, that totally makes sense. I I don't know. I just always figured Luigi, like his story is even sadder because he's the older brother. This younger brother comes in and just showing him up. <laughs> can never fucking compete. His no, parents more... have long ago chosen their favorite child. <laughs> I think it's more more reflective of real life because scientifically, the older child has more opportunities given to them than the younger child. So therefore, Luigi, being the second child, is never going to have the same opportunities to be the hero or save the princess as Mario does. He's a doctor now. Deep psych. Dr. Luigi just came out. Wii U. Talk about rehashing an old concept. Uh, the capsules are L-shaped. They, it's like, you They're know... Oh Well, in this new mode. You know, uh, like, Dr. Mario capsules are always the two, two little pips. Yeah. And you can... Flick them. Yeah, the 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 L's are like two attached to two this way, so they're three long one way and two long the other way. It's like the most annoying fucking Tetris piece. Yeah, but every piece sucks. is that piece. That sucks so much. You can still play classic Doctor Mario if you want. Like it's not you don't have to do this new mode, but it's yeah Doctor Mario. They they remix the music. What more do you want from a Doctor Mario game? Nothing. Yeah, that's it. It's all but there. If you have a 3DS, pick up Mario and Luigi Dream Team. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. I have a 3DS, and pick I'm probably not going to pick up if you, Mario okay. and Luigi Dream Team. If you find it for cheap, pick it up. It's worth okay. a playthrough. If I see a kid on the street playing it, and I have the chance to push him over and grab it out of his 3DS, and also hang out long enough so that we street pass, and I get those street pass points, then I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> but street passing comes first, alright? I want to... I have the, the stupid 2D Mario Sprite hat stuck on my me like this, and I saw that there's a 2D Toad one that looks even dumber. So I gotta get <laughs> gotta get points to unlock that. Shit. What do you think Nintendo's status on making your me say like offensive shit is? I was thinking about that the other day. I think they probably like block it. 
Because you can put a greeting on like your... when you meet someone? Yeah, you put a greeting, like, on your me, so that whenever you and someone else who both have 3DSs walk past each other, you street pass, and then your me shows up on theirs, and their me shows up on yours, and they'll, like, deliver their message. And mine has been saying some offensive shit for a while. I didn't yeah, come so. across... When I had my 3DS at E3 last year, I got hundreds of street passes and never came across anybody being offensive, but... Hmm, I just me, huh? Could. I did get a lot of <laughs> shit that was in other languages, so it could have been offensive. I got to thinking about it, too, because I'm like, I'm probably going to be street passing mostly, like, younger kids. Maybe I shouldn't have these illicit instructions in my my me, you know. Is it like putting your, your address and phone you number? Know, no, you know, just telling, <laughs> just telling kids, it's still shit kids need to know, you know, about rap music and where Tupac is, but... It's maybe not phrased so appropriately. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. I don't. Any other games besides um, those two you mentioned? Thomas Was Alone and uh, Luigi Nation Super Luigi Time, whatever that one is? Mm, no, I was going to start Beyond last night, but... Oh, you should. You should said. start that game. It's a great see, game. That's going to be one of those games that I can't play unless Christy's home. Because... Who's gonna make? Games. Who's gonna make the decisions? What you guys should totally try that. Uh, that that dumb one person controls Aiden on the screen and one person, or just plug in two controllers because you can do it that way. Yeah, I think that's a fascinating way the, to play that game. Get her on the iPad. Tell us how that works. Who's gonna be Aiden? Who's gonna be the girl? Just decide. I think that's interesting. Maybe we'll that try. Discord there that that could Is play it? in that could be part of your story that Aiden and Jody don't get along. They hate each other. Just like you and Christy. It's a relationship held together by pregnancies. Absolutely. Well, we're in this for the long haul now. How easy is it to hook the iPad up to that? How does that connect? I have no idea. I think they prompt you to do it. You could do it at any time, but they prompt you to do it. Uh, I don't really know how it works at all. Neither do I. But you can always use a second controller if you want. I think the thing with the iPad is that... I don't know if it... I'm trying to think if it's still... Like, normally you yield control to... Like, when one person is doing something, the other person can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if the iPad... If maybe... Jody... The player who's playing Jody can still move around and do stuff while Aiden is flying around on this they're, iPad. They're, like, like, constantly in control of each other. Second the screen. Or, yeah. Maybe. Does maybe. the iPad get That'd the be interesting. game screen as well? Or is it just controls? See, Who, I don't knows? Know. Who knows? Normal people don't really use that people it's people who have to wait for their wives to be home for them to play games that do that no it's neat to it's neat to experience games like that we do that with the walking dead games speaking of walking dead let's turn it over walking dead pundit oliver aguilar has this to say on season two episode one which he totally obviously played this week it's great back in it did you actually play it yep how sweet played it um, what was the question? Yeah, we all we all played it. Oh. Kev played it, right? Yeah, yeah, I played it day one. Day one, minute one. So did, Yeah, right, because you weren't going to play it, but then I'm like, I'm going to play it, and you're like, fine, I better. So now I better just keep copying it. Matt, because, you know, I based my whole life off him already. <laughs> yeah. It's my style, you, haircut, <laughs> beard, you know. <laughs> I got a... I, I can't think of any other way. Glasses. Which you never wear because yeah, no, they're on right now. Only when you're posing. 
I actually braid my pubic hair the same way you do. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. I, I spend a couple a couple hours every morning. Like you think this is thick and <laughs> thick and full, man. You should never mind. <clears throat> it's like an elephant coming out of the jungle. Let's talk about The Walking Dead a little bit here. Is Eric done? Did you just cut him off? No, no, he's here. No, is he done talking about his week in gaming? Yeah. I don't know. It's not like it's the end. <laughs> it's not like once we go past Eric, if he's like, oh, I forgot I did this. It's like, oh, sorry. To, you should have said that. You had a chance. Yeah. I am done, though, with what I played. <laughs> See? Good host. He knows. He doesn't, no. even have to, doesn't even have to ask him. He just knows. He moves the conversation. Steers it. Yeah, like played, a jackdaw through the waves. I played it, and it was good. Um, I lost my Walking Dead Season 1 save, and I was hoping I could recreate the the choices, but they just randomize it, which mm. I thought I would mind a lot more, but I really don't care. Didn't you so, have them all uploaded to the cloud? No. No, remember, my, my PlayStation died, and then I didn't upload anything to the cloud, so I lost, like, all my saves. Why didn't you pull the hard drive out and... Put that hard drive in your new one. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. Really? Motherboard. No, it. You can. You can like transfer the files to a new PlayStation, but you can't actually take out the. The way that you have to do it is, if you want to transfer everything to a new console, you have to have both consoles up and running, and then you connect them via an Ethernet, and it'll transfer everything over. If the hard, if the PlayStation completely physically dies and will will not power on, you're fucked. You yeah, cannot and pull those saves off of there. I feel like if you plug that into a computer, there'd be some no, way to rip is not. the save file that you need out of there. there I don't know. I, I don't... Man, if you were adept at computers, you could probably do that, but we're talking about... I don't me. know if I'm willing to just take your word on <laughs> when it. I, when my PS3 died years ago, um, I was digging around all over the place trying to find a way to do this because it's, it's written with an encryption that they have not been able to crack, and it just... Matt's fact-checking. <laughs> you can't do Maybe. it. Maybe. Maybe. You can't. You can't. And regardless, I didn't care. At the time, I didn't care because I'm like, whatever. I'm probably never going to play all those old games anyways. But like now, looking back at it, I'm like, man, my Mass Effect saves are on there. Apparently, my... you can send it into Sony and they'll uh, they'll rip them for you. I formatted it anyways. I used it now just hmm. for stowing away movies. Hmm. Anyways, they randomized the choices and... For the most part, though, what 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 they chose was fell in line with what I chose, but there were a few things that I really don't mind. How do how are those choices from season one really going to? I don't know. Probably makes sense. Just probably well, it affects it affects when Clementine's talking to that one guy at the table, mm-hmm. uh, and about how much she tells him, I guess. Right. But... Yeah. When when she's she talks about how she how she survived through this whole time. This whole yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah, it's just text stuff, dialogue stuff that changes. Yeah, it just feels like it's just dialogue stuff. and. I bet there's going to be like a big hook at some point. At least there's one. No they gotta give, They got to give you something that made your season but one I mean, choices like, feel relevant. Mass Effect. That was the big thing with Mass Effect. All your choices from one, two will, will, will come up in three. And if you weren't really watching out for it... Wasn't that big of a deal? It could have been super obvious I mean, in Mass Effect, though. Like you could lose characters in two, and then they just yeah. wouldn't be around in three. Like, yeah. sure, they do just replace them with basically identical dialogue, but you wouldn't know that at the but, time. You just be, but you're like, oh, Morden's not Walking here. That Dead sucks. Is considerably like a smaller scale version of what's going on there, and I don't think that they're gonna go like. 
I don't feel like those choices really make much of a difference, other than a couple characters get written out here and there. But I feel like it's more of a of, of a selling point. Like, yeah, you the game's tailored to how you play, and it's. Kenny's really... coming back, man. Kenny's coming back. He's gonna remember uh, all those choices. I think, gonna... he, I think he's right. I think it's with Kenny. He's gonna be Kenny, giving you, you shit for the are... choices Lee made, and you're gonna be like, "I'm not Lee. Why? I could. I didn't Lee choose to classic kill thing. him." Where they didn't show Kenny die, so that totally leaves it open for him to make a comeback. It's Walking Dead rules, man. If you don't see the person getting ripped apart, they probably aren't dead. Yeah, he was yeah. surrounded by zombies, and you heard him screaming. You never. He heard never him screams. We yeah, go over this. No, you were playing the LSD Collector's Edition. <laughs> that was you screaming. It's got to be, man. Do you? Uh, there's a uh, a pregnant lady towards the end. Did you yep. call her out? Did you call her out? Yes, being I pregnant? did. Yes, I did, because she was a bitch. Oh, yes, your I Clementine did. is such a such a badass, man. What's going I, on with all these Clementines? Yeah, I'm sort of I'm sort of playing her as like just she she knows she's she's not as innocent anymore as she was in the first one, so she's not putting up with people's shit. But like in that same conversation, she. Because uh, you can call her out, and then you can you can sort of like um, the next choice is like you should be a lot more nicer to me, and so it's a it's a cool dy- dynamic with her in that she's hardened, but she can still play off like the little girl like attitude, which I think is pretty cool. My if biggest qualm. Go what? Go ahead. Go ahead. My biggest qualm with that game though is. Oh, shit, I had it. <laughs> Is that it? It just doesn't feel because we talk about this game and because we sort of know how this game worked, or at least the first game. We know, we know how that worked out. It just doesn't feel like these choices are really gonna matter. Because sure, it'll branch off in a few places, but it all just funnel into the same spot. And knowing knowing that, it kind of just kills it for me. That being said, I mean, if there was a time to, you know, put out the first season, see that it does really well, and kind of see the support for it, whereas Telltale have been making these kind of flops before, I mean, if there was a time to make your choices matter, this would be the season to totally, like, with The Walking Dead, I feel like we're always waiting for that other shoe to drop, and I think that might be one of the big ways they kind of make it go super shitty is that in this one, I could totally imagine your little choices being like super kind of almost overcompensating for the first season where they, it seems like they didn't matter. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, this, because everyone's expecting that already. This is the perfect time to like, yeah, see, remember you made this choice in episode one. Well, it turns out that totally fucked you now. Like, but that's the thing though, with the first game, nobody knew until, they played all the way through episode five that their choices were really not that relevant. So, I mean, yeah. who knows? Maybe it just looks like it now, and maybe it will be crazy, crazy well, I bet, relevant at the end. I bet that was the main feedback they got, too, because that was kind of all of our qualms, was this was a great game, but at the end of the day, those choices didn't really mean anything. I could totally see them purposefully setting it up so that it feels like your choices aren't making a difference, and then all of a sudden... It's going to be like, bang, 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 bang. Remember these choices you made? Well, this is what happened. Live with it now. 
there was there wasn't really anything like world changing though. Like in those choices, it was just sort of like oh. Lee building up Clementine. <clears throat> what and, about like, at the very end when you had that choice to actually kill Lee or leave him? Again, like at the end of the day, that's that, that's not there could, there could changing any... anything. Lee, you're dying. The character's dying either way. It's just how does there the character die? Tie in it. it obviously couldn't be a major plot point because some people may have killed him, other people didn't. So there could be an interesting point later where you do stumble upon the zombie of Lee if you decided not to kill him. But see, you you kind of just said it right there, where you're like, obviously it can't be a major plot point. I'm saying this this time around. It totally could be. They could totally have, like, four or five completely different branching stories. Like, depending on how you interact with that pregnant lady, that could branch the story in a completely different direction. Yeah, I think that that would be a a fascinating way to do it this time. Especially since they got the money now. They know this game is going to sell. They know they have a ton of support. They can totally put more resources into it. You know, maybe get a couple extra writers on there and and make these branching storylines. Make these choices actually matter. Yeah. It seems to me that the choice with... uh the doctor's daughter about whether or not you kind of played along with her and acted oh, yeah, all best, friendly. Yeah, she asks I, you if you want to yeah. be best friends. Did you guys yeah, pick up that there's something not right with her? Like, she might be autistic? Yeah, I, I picked that up. And even the doctor mentioned that. Yeah. He didn't say like anything specific. He's like, she's not like other people, and he's trying to shield her from what's going on out there. Yeah. Like, you get the impression that she hasn't been outside. She has no idea that the... That the world's gone to shit. Well, I don't know about that. I know that the do- the dad is trying his hardest to kind of keep her innocent, but it also has the undertones of like, yeah, she might be. I bet she's got a dark. Sea. I bet she killed somebody or something. I think Clem's also... gonna take her under her wing and show her how to survive. Because I think the dad's gonna something's gonna happen to the dad, and then Clem's gonna be responsible for her, and those two are gonna team up, and she's gonna have to teach this girl how to shoot and kill zombies and shit. See, I don't think that's the case. I think that this girl doesn't know how bad it was out there because I remember there being a dialogue point with the, the father again where it's, he said something along the lines of, you better not tell her about what it's really like out there. Yeah. Hmm. She's kind of, she, she's supposed to be presented as this polar opposite to Clementine because Clementine has been through the shit and she knows what it takes to stay alive. And then there's this girl who is... Innocent. Su- yeah, supposed to be totally innocent and, well, and she's helpless, like, almost. She's kind of like Clem when you first met her. Clementine really didn't know what was going on because she was stuck in the treehouse. I Well, no, but she was stuck in the treehouse because she knew what was going on. Yeah, she knew enough to get up there, but she was very similar to this girl. I, like, Eric's right. She was really innocent, didn't know how to keep <laughs> herself safe, you know, didn't know how to shoot, had that long hair, so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, I mean... I, Clementine at the beginning seems like she could have survived a lot longer than this girl could if she was alone. Yeah, like, for sure. This girl seems like if she was ever left by herself, she would immediately just sit in the corner crying and wait for the zombies to kill her. I'm kind of worried that they might fall, they might sort of try to rehash that season one thing where Clementine's going to take on her own little protege here. Like, it's all going to go to shit. Clementine and this other girl are going to be the only ones that make it out. Clementine's going to have to teach this little girl how to survive and, and just kind of try to recapture that in a weird way. I don't, they're pretty <laughs> clever about how they write it, but somewhere in, in the back of my mind. That, that's, that's actually kind of a good idea, wherein if she does end up to be like autistic or whatever, and then her and Clementine are together, like a really, really profound choice there, would, as Clementine would be, to be like, do you, do you go along to help her? Do you want to help her survive? Or 
knowing what Clementine knows and knowing what Lee has taught her, does she just like gun leave her, her down? Or yeah, or kill her. Take her out back and put her down the quick way? That would be a crazy choice. Lee never really told her to do that though. No, did he? no, no, I guess not. Yeah. But I mean like the survival instinct that, that, that Clementine has, has gained kinda tells her, you know what, this oh. is a weak link. That's where they could branch it in more than... I'm kind of hoping that they give you more than just two options for things. Uh, I'm hoping that they give you at least three. That way you've got... For the, for that example, you could say, take her with you, leave her as is, or put her down. Stay because, silent. Yeah. <laughs> stay she, silent. She asks if she's coming with you, and you just fucking stare at her. And make her make the decision. <laughs> Do you guys ever use that, that option? Yeah. As Clementine? Yeah, never. all the time. Because that I've Clementine would stay silent for some shit. When some lady is just yelling in her face, and you know a deep, dark secret about that lady, and you're like, listen, bitch, I'm going to tell everyone you're pregnant if you don't shut the fuck up. I feel like Clementine would just would just sit there silently. I never did that. I never used it in The Walking Dead, but I use it a lot as uh, Big B in The Wolf Among Us. Because I feel like Big B can stay silent and get his point across all the time. I like uh, that. See, f- for me, Bigby always needs to have the last word. He's like really? a last word kind of guy. Oh yeah. I feel is like there Bigby... is there more than one episode of this Wolf Among Us yet? Is Not yet. Just... February, the next one comes yeah. up. When did yeah. the first one come out? Uh, Maybe I'll pick it up after the show. No, Shit. earlier than that. Is it October? October. Uh, October see, that's I gonna think. be my my qualm with because this is done by Telltale, right? Yep. Yep. This is gonna be my qualm with it is that when they did. The first season of Walking Dead, that was their only game they were working on. It was just Walking Dead, so they could pull 100% of their energy behind that. And now they've got Wolf Among Us. Apparently they're working on the Game of Thrones game and whatever hell, the hell else they're working on. Or Borderlands, so yeah. I, I feel like their, their attention is going to be divided, and that may impact Walking Dead in a negative way. Yeah, but that's, that's a ridiculous statement to make because... Back before The Walking Dead, they had flop game after flop game and were probably a studio of 10 people. Now they have the huge success of The Walking Dead. They probably have 50 people working for it. I think they've expanded quite a bit, and they possibly have two teams. And the way I see it is I think they're going to stagger their releases so that they have at least like two months to work on each thing. And plus, if it's if it's separate teams, I'm not quite sure if they're separate teams. Then I mean, the the, the team's focus is 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 set on what they're focused on. Yeah, I want to say, but I'm not sure. Uh, Gary Witta is writing both of those. Maybe it makes me know. think though that that the seasons are almost completed and they go through polishing them because when they say next time on The Walking Dead, they show you some pretty significant shit from that next episode. Well, when The Walking Dead Season 1 was coming out, like, that wasn't at all the case. Those guys were... There were stories coming out about how, like, this next episode we've said is coming out in a week. Like, we just got all the VO recorded for it. Like, they were very much working on it up until release. I think they're, yeah, working working on it as it goes because just... Those metrics that they show at the end, I think, really, really weigh heavily on how the story's going to go. Mm-hmm. But that makes me think that they already have the next episode done, and sure. they're they're just going through tweaking stuff. I'm sure they have mm-hmm. like like a guideline of what they want to do, but yeah, depending on how those metrics show up, they'll be they could be like, oh shit, they they chose they chose that young kid over the old guy. Oh, I see. So you're you're saying that you think. What people choose influences how they write the rest of the season? To an extent. 
Not completely. I like. I really do think that they have a, like a, a guideline of where they want the story to go. But seeing seeing where the the population chooses, like it's this guy over though. that guy, I think they they sort of oh well you know they like this guy so let's make it detrimental that they didn't choose this guy in this part. And I don't know how easy that is, and I don't really know how accurate. I think that that's is. interesting though because the, it it falls back on that whole concept of cater to your audience and give your audience what they want. But with Walking Dead, they could be looking at that and say this is what they want, so let's make that a painful situation. So they're they're catering it to their choices. Yeah, so I, kind of, uh, I like I those. They would go out of their way to alienate the people who didn't pick that though, right? Yeah, they're that's just it. Is better, they're not going to make a better experience for the people who chose with the majority just because they chose with the majority. I don't think that they're favoring people. I just think that they, they, they use it as opportunities to sort of write in... Yeah, like, I I, like I see what you're saying. Maybe season season events. one, to give you an example, um, maybe they found that, like, a whole lot of people saved Duck. So that even though Duck lives the whole time, they just kind of gave him a more meaningful role. Not that he, you know... It, I'm sure before any of this goes to production, they have five episodes of script written and they know exactly where every character is going to go. But, I mean, you can put them more in the spotlight or less in the spotlight. You know, if nobody liked Duck, maybe in episode two you wouldn't have had him being your dumb little detective, right? Because fucking nobody likes him anyways. Yeah, yeah. Something something like that. I could see that, but I bet... Just extra little, 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 like, flavor dialogue. Yeah. I I bet, though, that, um, like, they got a very almost concrete roadmap roadmap of uh, where they're going before these come out. There was a bit of uh, extenuating circumstances, too, apparently, with uh, The Wolf Among Us. They're saying it took a long time. Uh, I have the the release up here. I'm just trying to find... Yeah, that was a news story. ...where he actually gets to it, yeah. Uh, he says... Who is this? Uh, this is Kevin from Telltale. says, uh, We're very concerned about the long delay of this episode, but this is one of those occasions where several things conspired against us, not to mention the additional delays due to the holidays. Uh, he doesn't want to get into the details, but it's been an unusual set... Or sorry, an unusual and specific set of circumstances, and we do not anticipate it happening again. They're hoping, as far as I know, to do uh, monthly releases still. So, for The Walking Dead, for Wolf their Wolf. games, for Wolf okay. Among Us and The Walking Dead. Yeah, because so, when did the first episode of the season two come out? Uh, December. Okay. Uh, was that right? Yeah, that yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was like December, early, early December, like December fifth or something like that. Do they have a tentative release date for season for episode two? Not for The Walking Dead. March, probably. Beginning of March, I'd have to guess. A month after Wolf Among Us. Yeah. So, which which I think is the better is a better play, so then they can stagger these releases. Yeah. But that kind of that kind of works against what we discussed or we decided was the best aspect of The Walking Dead, though, is that anticipation. That I feel like there's a there, there's a small window that you can build that anticipation before people stop giving a fuck. That's true, too. But is is if you're going to wait a month anyways, is waiting another month that big of a deal? Something else. And yeah, but in that month you do anyways. Like I, I, The difference between one month and two months is negligible at that point. Anything yeah, over everything over a week, the week after, you, it's not like you're still thinking about The Walking Dead. You just forgot about it till the next episode comes out. I feel like the further you get away from playing the last episode, though, the less you remember about it and the less meaningful it's going to be. That's true, but I mean, with that, I get as 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 uh, players of the game, I sort of understand and like 
yeah, the, 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 the experience will be diluted the, the longer you go. But as a developer, it sort of makes sense. Remember last season when if they went long, we were all like, oh, where's this, where's this new episode? Can't wait to play this new episode. And we were just upset that it was delayed or whatever. But they had to delay it for developmental reasons, right? So doing this staggered release with, with The Wolf Among Us kind of buys them that time. So, if you're if you're playing both games, I don't know how many people would would be playing both games, but um, it just feels like oh, fucking mad. Derailed your train Derailed. of thought, huh? <laughs> playing just, both games at the same time. It feels like playing both games at the same time. I fucking lost it. Thanks a lot. Where was I going with this? Does anyone know where I was going with this? Uh, you have content all the time. It's not for the same game, but uh, people who like The Walking Dead, for the most part, there's somebody in the chat who says they don't like The Wolf Among Us, but for the most part, I bet they like The Wolf Among Us. So, you're not getting The Walking Dead or The Wolf Among Us every month, but you're still getting that experience. I'm still on the fence about if I should get The Wolf Among Us, because yes, I don't... Yes, it's so good. Just You can't take our word for it. We've been podcasting together for four years, and we all told you that it's really good, and you can't just take our word for it. It's a 15 goddamn for all episodes. That's Actually, true. right uh, now, it's like 13. Well, there you that go. is less than $3 an episode. What is the fucking hold it, up it's here? It's very good, and it's, it's, it's an original story. Whereas, I was just going to go on to say that The Walking Dead just feels like another walking... Especially that they chose to go along with Clementine's story. It, it just feels like a continuation of that story, nothing new. Where I'm playing The Wolf Among Us, it's a new story. It's something It's something new to experience. It's a very different world as well. Which is Yeah, which is why I'm, I'm more interested in the, the, uh, the Wolf Among Us than I am The Walking Dead. Is it is it similar in gameplay style? So if you're really familiar with how to play The Walking Dead, it's going to yeah. play very similarly? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's very, very similar. Very similar. It's almost yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, they, they change up a little bit of stuff with like the quick time prompts, but it's... Instead yeah. of swiping a direction, you're trying to move that cursor onto a point very quickly for most of them. So which, whatever. Um, shit, I'm getting derailed like super easy. Yeah, it, for thirteen bucks, that's a steal of a deal. I paid twenty five dollars because I bought the first episode, then I bought the season pass. Twenty bucks. You paid twenty bucks. No, I paid for the first season or first episode, and then really, yeah. I. I just bought the season pass on Friday or something for fifteen fifteen ninety nine on PlayStation really? Store because I went oh shit that's fifteen bucks I should get on that before it goes up or whatever. Well, I think no. if you have PSN Plus, that it automatically knocked that five bucks off. Well, I bought it right in December when it happened because I bought that first episode because I really wanted it, and then I realized oh shit they're probably going to come out with a season pass, and so I figured well if it's going to be twenty bucks and. The, I've already paid for that first episode. I'm just buying each episode a regular price, so whatever. You should see how much that season passes. I'm going to right, I'm gonna try to find it right now. Because there's that 14 for 14 yeah. deal going on. And, right I, and I just I just got it this weekend. I think it was 15 bucks. But whatever. Even 25 bucks for all of those? Totally yeah, still I worth agree. it. I agree. The Wolf Among Us season pass, 1350. Oh, there you go. Man, yeah, shit. Jump. I'm totally buying that as soon as the show's over. Everybody, yeah, jump on that. Well, it's I'll, cheap. I'll get it and, you know, see what we think. Heck of a game. It's good. If you like Walking Dead, you'll probably like that. Yeah, definitely. 
Plenty, does, anybody, uh... does anybody feel like The Walking Dead, it's not as exciting this time around? For, for the reason that I outlined, because it's, cause it's just a continuation of Clementine's story. I it's think familiar. it's still exciting. I don't know. It's still episode one. Like, you're still waiting for that shoe to drop. Well, we were all really hesitant after the first episode of The Walking Dead for season one as well, because we're just like, well, is this, is this really going to be good? I mean, it, it... I was all in. Yeah, you were. I was, I was on the fence. Happened. I was on the fence. Once it was all the two, rage. Once episode and I was... two hit, then we were all on board 100%. Yeah, because episode two, that's where the shoe drops. You're eating people. <laughs> that's where the fucked up shit starts happening, and that's when yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, I'm in. I like what's going on here. Episode one, really, nothing super important happens. I guess you chop a dude's leg off, you save a kid, you save Herschel, something. It might, it might be because nothing really happened in, se- in episode one of season two, but I just I just feel like, ah, uh, God. Yeah, they're, it's, they're it's, setting it's up of, the characters still. It's, it's, it's like a reach. It feels like a retread for me. I think that's their... Doing that on purpose, like, it feels that way because they want it to, so that when they pull the rug out from under you, it's like, whoa! Okay, that, that, I, sure. That's, that's what cool. I tell myself. That's what makes me feel good about really waiting for these games. With, with Clementine, and then some shit's gonna happen to her, and... Yeah, like, that was going back into it, too. It was like, I felt pretty comfortable as Clementine, because I'd spent... F- Five games with her already. I know what Clementine's like. Actually, on the same on the same note, that very the the very first part of that season of that episode where they're with Omid and Krista, and the shit goes down with Omid and that strange girl. I'm like, oh, that was big. They do they do a really good job. They're not that afraid girl to kill was, people. Uh, was one of the ones in the preseason, right? No. Are you sure? Who? That that girl from the girl that came in and robbed. Clementine, I don't think she was oh, from anybody 400 from 400 Days. days. How I didn't the hell play 400 Days. I, just, I don't... I, I saw her in that, and she looked familiar, so I was thinking that that's what she was from. Yeah, I gotta that replay. That was the way that one of the characters was introduced. Can somebody tell me about 400 Days? Because I never played that. I don't remember what happens, to be you honest. Basically, it's... Because it was just a bunch of different stories, right? Yeah, it was just five stories that didn't seem that they interacted at all, and they were just five different characters and blah. Don't they all meet up in 400 Days, though? They're supposed to. At the very end of 400 Days, everybody, the the people that you played as, all meet up at a campsite, and then, I played it so long ago, somebody comes up and says hey, do you want to come with us? Like, they're picking out certain people, and they said, I think it, they either said, either we all go or we all stay, or some stupid shit like that. Oh, yeah, that's right, because somebody had shown up and said that we have, like, a safe place where we're recruiting more people. Oh, so right, I, right. I think yeah. eventually what's going to happen in... Kenny and Lily here. rolled up in this RV. We're like, yo, you want to come with us? This is the spoiler train. Hop on. <laughs> and they pieced it. <laughs> But I think what's going to happen is Clementine's going to leave this house that she's in. Or actually, maybe at the at the end when they said, oh, I thought you were dead, they're going to be talking about one of the characters like Lily or, or Kenny, and they're going to be with this group of people from 400 Days. But see, that's the thing, though. It seems to me that they could drag out this episode at this farmhouse for a whole lot longer. Like, because in the first season... You had first episode, you were in one place. Second episode, you were in another place. And every episode, the location changed. This one, it seems like they could build a couple episodes in this one central location. 
I really hope they don't. Yeah, yeah they, they're usually they pretty have, good about keeping it moving. Five, why do they have to keep episodes. it moving? As long as they keep it exciting and like build some meaningful relationships between Clementine and these new people, well, then you can have then you can have the shit really hit the fan in episode three. That's true, because like there's no real end game to this. Like whereas the first season. They needed to find Clementine's parents. Yeah, the first season there was always a momentum keeping them forward. This one so far there's nothing. No, there's there's real no real end game here. So well, yeah, there having kind them of is with with Clem trying to find Krista. But is she trying to find Krista? I don't think she is. Yeah, because the way they left that off was they got split up and uh, potentially Krista could be dead because she. Screamed. I was still and there was gunshots. You're still looking for her at the end. Like, right at the end, when you're getting split up or something, you you have an option to be like... Because they're like, come on, we got to get out of here. And you're like, no, I need to find Krista or something. Or no, you find that dying woman, and you think it's Krista. Mm-hmm. And you, you you don't have a choice. You have to run over and, and see what's up. So it's still... Krista is top of mind. Oh, right, yeah, because she, she, she's like, you were there when... You were the, one of the ones that attacked Krista. Tell me what happened to her. Yeah, she was the girl, I think, that robbed you in the bathroom or whatever. No, it was no, a guy. Was a guy. Was yeah, it was a guy. It was one of the guys who who robbed her, and... and she, she He had her backpack. Yeah, then you can either distract her, distract him and tell Krista to run, or you can just sneak off. As Clementine. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, it's good. It's, it's, it's fun to be back in The Walking Dead. I don't know, I enjoyed it. You don't it's sound good. like you're enjoying it quite as much, but... It's good. It's just um, a bit I of a could, bit of a slow burn. Maybe I could be overexposing myself to The Walking Dead. Like I've since stopped reading the comic books, not only because I've caught up, but because I'm kind of getting because I've read those in a row. Well, the thing with the comics is that you know that there's absolutely no end. At least he doesn't. The, the other does not have yeah. an end in sight. His whole purpose of this, like, let's just fucking write this and see what happens. Like this thing's just writing itself. Yeah. Most stories have some sort of end in mind where he is. There's, there's really no point to this. I'm just going to plug shit in as it happens, and that was yeah. my issue with the comics. I liked the game because there was kind of a goal, but yet you were still experiencing the world the same way that the people in the comics were. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, it was a complete arc. Uh, it was a story with a beginning and a very definite end. Yeah, it's I fun. like it. I yeah. like it. It's something that Christy and I can share, and that's always fun. You play any other games, Oliver? Anything you want to bring up? I tried a lot of demos. There have been a lot of demos on the PSN. Um, Doki Doki Universe. Which That's a weird is, game, hey? Which feels weird. a lot like just a poor man's Scribblenauts. Uh, yeah, sort of. It feels like Scribblenauts and a little uh, is, uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Is that the one where you ride a piece of cheese through outer space? Yeah, you can have a cheese as a mount. Fucking weird. Um... It's funny that you say Toe Jam and Earl because I think the I think like the sound designer is had his hand in Toe Jam and Earl, Matt. Yeah, I. Which that's that's kind of cool. I love the music in Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, I knew that somebody. I knew there was a cross yeah. on on those teams somewhere. But I mean, I played it and I don't know. I played it till it crashed on me, till it froze up, and then I'm like, yeah. Describe to me the the what is it? Doki Dory Universe. Doki Doki. Doki. Doki Doki, okay. You uh, you play a robot and you were left uh, uh, you were left on this planet by your human family, and an alien comes down to come to come get you, and the alien's like, "Yeah, they left you because you were kind of useless." 
and then he says he works for this 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 big corporation that says your 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 line your production line of your, your model of robot is being discontinued because you guys aren't human enough or what did what did they say yeah no that's totally something like that that's the yeah. premise of it and so this this alien for whatever reason gives you a chance hey prove your humanity and we'll keep I guess the end. The end point. The point of it is, if you prove your humanity to this alien, then they'll keep making your kind of robots. Okay. And, and so you gotta, then, did you make it to the poop planet? No, I I gave up like after the tutorial planet. But like, <laughs> you can go and you can you can you can interact with these people and there's like uh, there's a meter for each person that tells you if you, you like them or they hate or if they hate they like you or they hate you and you do things like. Blow do their, a kiss yeah, do away. their favorite greeting. They yeah, like it when you bow, so you bow a bunch. Yeah, and um, then you can you can pull up this menu where it's just a bunch of um, weird like stickers. Yes, yeah, stickers, stickers that you can like gift to them, and if they like it, that'll increase their uh, their fondness of you or decrease it, as the case may be. But I just didn't really get it. It's a like it's it's sort of a little puzzly. They'll. You know, someone will be like, I like stinky things or whatever. And then you got to give them this rotten fish head and then they'll yeah, and like you, you. Conjure a piece of poop and then. Does it work in the same way that Scribblenauts does where you just bring up a keyboard and type in whatever the hell you want? No. In, in, in this case, it's just that it's just that like weird menu of just non sequitur things. Like there's a rainbow there. There's a toilet there, a piece of poop. There could be a peacock. Just a bunch of different things. And you just pick one, and then it'll appear in the world, and if the guy likes it, if, the, like, the Frankenstein likes it, he'll be like, oh, I like that shit. And Sometimes I just it's literally shit. You yeah. give him a shit. I, I don't really get it, but... It, it, it sounds like th- that's all there is to get. I don't know, it's... I guess so. I, and it's kind of barely a game. There's a big universe, and you, you visit these different, um different planets and like the the goal of it is to get people to like you or get people to hate you to the end that you're supposed to be building up your humanity as as this robot that makes sense that, yeah no yeah it totally because to it's a weird game but that's a game yeah <laughs> yeah doesn't seem i don't know yeah I, I i tried the demo also um let's try minecraft hmm and I Hot new like game, straight out of Mojang. Well, Minecraft PS3 edition. What's not to like about Minecraft? The game's just, almost a game now. It's just not me. It's not. It is really close to a game. Yeah. It's not a game that I like. I like. Like, are there objectives in that game yet? Uh, no, it's sort of almost yeah, now. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. There is a definite beginning and end to the game. Because the game, there are credits to the game now, yes. So you can beat (laughs) Minecraft. Um, And on the same point, uh, I tried Terraria, which, again, is sort of the same, but I know that actually has... Terraria's okay. ...some sort of objective to it. But I just feel like the... the Mining around and collecting resources to to build things just doesn't, doesn't appeal to me at all. Okay, well, let me pitch this to you. Let's pretend that the end times are upon us. Zombie apocalypse, say. Right, and we're these naked cavemen. 
Okay, and we spawn on this island, and we have to build houses. We have to mine rocks and 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 take our rock and hit it into trees to get wood, and then you make houses. And we'll call it Rust, because I couldn't think of a better name, and that's not really related to anything, but <laughs> fucking Daisy was already taken, so whatever. <laughs> that was a little bit different, because it had that survival uh, survival element of it, like the, the, the way Daisy has it, the way I'm, I assume War Z had it. It had that survival element where you have to run around, you have to hunt for animals, you have to eat food or whatever. Minecraft, you gotta eat food. You gotta Dude, run around. Minecraft has all yeah. that too. Oh well. I mean, also, once, did you hold on? Did you play long enough to make it to nighttime? Nope. See, nope. there you go. All of the monsters come out at nighttime. It's also because the the presentation of the game I do not like at yeah, all. I'm over it. Like that whole like art style. What do they call it? Voxels. Voxels. I don't like that at all. And I mean... Apparently Minecraft can be speedrun. It's so much of a game that somebody uh, at uh, AGDQ speedran Minecraft. Yeah, they actually uh, got the world record. Fastest speedrun. Yeah, because it it? was probably the first speedrun. 15 minutes and 35 seconds. Wow. Holy, really? Did you watch any of that, Oliver? Any uh, AGDQ? Awesome games done quick? Nope. It's mesmerizing. Even if it's like a game you've never played before, watching anybody speedrun anything is is I watched, I just imagine enchanting. I watched the entirety of the guys speedrun Diddy Kong Racing. Like that game's friggin' enormous. That game's like twenty hours long, and he did it in an hour and five minutes. Just something dumb, just by by manipulating glitches and falling out of the world. And yeah, I you're. Appreciate- I appreciate the skill it involves, and like I'm sure the hours and hours it takes to sort of perfect a game like that. I think the most fascinating one I watched was the guys who did Goldeneye, and I felt like I was watching um, Vince Vaughn and one of his buddies play a video game because the guy was was super intense on it. And it was like Vince Vaughn from Wedding Crashers, but the way that he was <laughs> was commentating and talking about how they discovered this stuff, he's like, I'm not going to be afraid. I, I've put thousands of hours into each one of these levels just to master this. Like They're getting all super broed up and jacked up about when they would get a couple, <laughs> three quarters of a second faster before, like high-fiving each other. And It's just neat to watch. It's I crazy. I for the commentary. I watched almost the entirety of Pokemon Soul Silver speedrun. Just like, how the wow. fuck do you speedrun a Pokemon game? See, that one seems easy because... Uh... Pokemon is almost played frame by frame. Like, it's it's easy to play Pokemon frame by frame perfect for Joe Average, because you're not... It's not super technical handling. You're not uh, doing, you know, any crazy moves. There's probably a very set formula to Pokemon that you just memorize that formula. Well, yeah, any, any RPG speedrun is less of skill and more of practice. They did Chrono Trigger. It took them, like, six hours, just over six hours or something. Uh, it was five and a half hours. Thank okay, you. there you go. All right. <laughs> It's crazy, though, because you're watching these people basically input code, almost. Like, they are frame-for-frame perfect, just knowing where the button inputs go. Yeah. Uh, The coolest one that they did, just to stay off-topic and on-topic at the same time, is the blindfolded Mike Tyson (laughs) punch-out. I didn't watch that. That was the coolest thing ever. (laughs) I saw there was a Mike Tyson one, but the guy had the estimate at an hour. Like, how the fuck does Mike Tyson's punch-out take an hour to beat? Blindfolded. 
Yeah, you gotta take your time. Amazing. Amazing. Because doing it blindfolded, you literally are just inputting code. You're just yeah. inputting a string of code, and you need the timing to be perfect, or the code breaks. You can't yeah. see Mike Tyson wink, because when he winks, you know the pain is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he had a secret guy in the back coughing when he was winking. <laughs> like the who wants to be a millionaire cough. Yeah, I watched a lot of AGDQ. I watched. It's, it's something good to just have on in the background. Yeah, there when is, you're in uh, you have something else to do. They raised over a million bucks as well for yeah, uh, for charity, so good for those guys. It was crazy, too, because uh, last year at, like, the 2012 or 2013, I guess, Awesome Games Done Quick, they raised, like, $112,000, and then the summer games, they raised, like, four hundred, and then this, like, one year later, they're at a million dollars. Well, did you see them? Like, last year, maybe it was the year before, one year they were very literally in a basement just sitting in some dude's basement with like a webcam on and then the next year after they're like in a hotel ballroom uh well, game no, because, spot uh, let them use their cameras is super high of, production value every time they did it that wasn't in the hotel because i think they were in some place in like dc this year but uh every time they did it beforehand i think they were streaming from from individual places like one person the guy who did the, the mario speed run was streaming on his PC, and then the one who did the Final Fantasy speedrun was streaming 14 cities over on their PC. Well, the way they, like, they did tool, instead of doing that, they had tool-assisted speedruns this time around. So, uh, basically, they record the button inputs, they play through the game with this thing that records their button inputs, and then this tool, they're still playing the game live, but this tool just replays the button inputs on the live version of the game. If that so makes sense. Did I, I explain that? How they were, I, no, I was wondering how they were yeah. N64 stuff. Like, it is still a live version of the game, but instead of a player inputting the commands, this tool is inputting the commands that a player recorded ahead of time. So someone at some point did do the speed run, and it recorded all their button inputs. I don't think and that's then it, right, because then how could you be watching them reacting to exactly what's happening at that time? You probably well, weren't watching a tool, a tool. All the tool-assisted speedruns. That is what the what it is. That is what that means. TAS. Tool-assisted well, speedruns. Any uh, other games, Oliver? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a few other demos that I tried. I don't remember them though. Uh, Tiny brains. That's kind of interesting. Talking about yourself, or is that a game? Me, me as well. My tiny brain was playing a game called Tiny Brains, wherein it's like a weird science experiment. The premise is, like, dumb. Whatever. Your four but, mice, each mouse has a superpower. Solve yeah, puzzles. Yeah, and so you, got, you solve puzzle rooms, and that was kind of interesting. And it was, it was fun while it was easy, but when it got hard, it got pretty hard, and I, that's where I gave up. Um... And then I played Dead Island. Amber yeah, I saw, I saw that I saw yesterday, actually. That. Really? Amber got me Dead Island for my birthday, which was back in October, and I just Whoa. unwrapped it, like, Friday and started playing it. That game is good. Are no, you sure you did, she didn't get you for your, that for your birthday four years ago? <laughs> okay, but how long have you put into Dead Island, like, hours-wise? Quite a long time. You still on uh, the island? Are you still on the island? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then yeah, that game is absolutely still good. 
Yeah, that game is... I, I hear it turns corner once you get you're, into this. You're game. in the honeymoon phase still. <laughs> it gets real bad real quick. Oh, that sucks. It Isn't doesn't you get... want us to play that game one time? You're like, we played yeah. it for like an hour, and you're like, you know, we should really go back and play some more Dead Island. <sighs> I have it. You have it. We yes, both I... have it. I don't know. We want to play it. Uh, it's super cool. I really again. like the setting of it. But because of, like, The Walking Dead and uh, all those other, like, zombie survival games and zombie survival, like, media, like, shows and movies or whatever. Call of Duty. It feels like the people in this game are just way too trusting. Like, everybody's like, yeah, come into our compound. Totally. Talk to the guy who's deep in the, deep in the compound and just... Yeah, the zombies are the threat, not... Look, not the people. Yeah, look look into each locker. Take whatever you need, because thing is, th- like, uh, material is in abundance or whatever. And that's the only thing that's off putting about this game is that people are too trusting. And maybe that's just the conditioning I've had because of all this other stuff that I shouldn't trust these people in this type of scenario. It just it it sort of feels like. Like I'm just walking through and I'm doing stuff and people are trusting me and. I'm helping them, and it's fine. And I don't like that. What kind of what kind of weapons? Which character did you pick? What kind of weapons are you using? The black dude of the blunt. Is he blunt? Big, big blunt weapons. Yeah, the rapper. Okay, yeah. He, he sings fucking who do you who do yeah. you voodoo? Who, bitch. who do you voodoo? Yep. Ah, oh, God. How is the people being trusting the only off-putting thing about that game? It, it kills the atmosphere for me. That whole fucking game is off-putting. There's, uh... That game is cool. No, that game not. is really cool. I don't. I, I don't know. This is the, I remember you guys complaining about the control scheme, but I think they patched it out because I'm just playing it and I'm just hitting them, control whatever. control scheme patch doesn't fix a shitty game. No. Yeah, it, but it, I mean, it, I remember uh... you guys complained about that. How, how, was the, how was the combat? It was like you had to swing the analogs around, right? Uh, you could switch it. You could alternate oh. modes if you wanted, but... The thing that burned that game out for me is that it's all... You're just doing these, like, meaningless quests for people. It's just... The, the whole yeah. world is... It's like, I need you to go and get my necklace. Yeah, that's... All right, here we go. And Grab I can the see, necklace. I can see that's already... that That's that's totally getting old for me. But I really like this, this resort setting. Just draw it out. Don't ever leave <laughs> when they're like, Hey, man, time to leave. You're like, um... No, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm go kill scared. kill some zombies. You play? Is anybody still playing that? Like any multiplayer? Uh, that's a question. Syncs I want, up. That's a question I wanted to ask you. How does that work? Like you can just jump into a game and work together? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's how you had to actually jump into a game, though. I don't think it was. It wasn't like Journey where it's it's throwing you in as you get close yeah, to people I in the world. Wouldn't or, want to or maybe it was. I'm, I think it might have done that. Actually, I think it might have given you a prompt and been like. Hey, this guy's near you. He's close to your level. Do you want to play with him? And you're like, yes or no? I haven't gotten any of that, but I don't think I'd want to play it like that. Probably because nobody is playing that Maybe. game anymore, honestly, on yeah, PS3, that game is especially. Years old. Yeah. Uh, totally cool, though. I just. It, it, it just. Because it, it's a couple years old, it just seems like it was a simpler time for zombie games and people's attitudes in zombie games. Back had before, a, you didn't have to build your own house. Yeah. Had a good uh, good trailer. Great little girl, trailer. Little girl goes out the window. Yeah. Uh, what's the one they're working on right now? 
Wasn't that Not, Riptide? No, Riptide was. No, Riptide's out. Not Last Light. Something like something similar to that. It's like that parkour. It's like Dead Island, except it's all parkour, and so you got to get Dead home by Island midnight. Meets Mirror's Edge. Yeah, I mean, that's almost the perfect way to describe it. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what it's called now. Di- Dying Light. Dying Light. I bet. I bet it's called Dying Light. Hmm. That's a good name for a zombie game. I'm kind of over this whole zombie thing, though. Eh, um, whatever. It's the flavor of the times. I'm not in it or against it. A couple years ago, it was modern military shooters. Now it's zombies. Who knows what it's going to be next? World War II shooters. Arcade racers. I hope it's arcade racers next. (laughs) I hope it's JRPGs. Uh, Speaking of which, Bravely Default comes out in February 7th. I'm pumped for that. What is that? Uh, Square Enix is making... It's for 3DS, and it's supposedly a revival of the original Final Fantasy-style JRPGs. Yeah, I will not ever believe Square Enix saying that they will revive original-style RPGs. I don't know, man. This game's getting stellar reviews. So, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to buy it. Let me tell you about second week of March, when South Park, The Stick of Truth, will finally be released. No, it won't. No, it fucking won't. Official release date. Yeah, just like the... Four, three other official <laughs> release dates before this? Based on I what you and I saw. It's going to this time. Jesus. I wonder what the holdup is with that game. Like, what could the hang-up possibly be for this long? It's got to be that they're making it so awesome that the, the, the actual writing is what is taking That must so be long. it, yeah. It's got Duke Nukem Forever Syndrome. It takes 15 <laughs> years to come out, and when it does, man, they just 10 out of 10 it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, come on, Eric and I saw bits and pieces of this game at E3, and that dialogue was crisp, and it was fucking hilarious. We were quoting that shit for days afterwards. Yeah, it was it was, it was a 15-minute demo of one section of the game, and the entire place, we can see your eyes rolling, there are cameras. The entire place <laughs> I'm not was, rolling them, I'm, was I'm... in stitches laughing with how good the dialogue was. So that, if anything is taking so long, that is what it is. I have an eye problem. I need some eye drops is what I, I need. F- I feel like I'm the only one that doesn't dig. I'm not going to buy it when it comes out, like right away, but. It does, I, it. I am getting it day it's gonna one. It's going to be like, be like a $20 game, isn't it? Play that game. <laughs> How much is this game? It's not full retail release. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Six, $60? 60 bucks? 60 bucks, yeah, for sure. What the fuck? Really? That game yeah. better be 50, 60 hours plus. I don't think I want 60 hours of South Park quips. Would you be happy with nine hours? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, eight or nine hours. I'd like Maybe. it to be like 15, 16 hours because generally speaking, when I play an RPG, that's when it either the excitement draws out like Skyrim Syndrome or that's the point where the game gets really good and you just want to keep going. Like Nino Cooney. No, no. Nino Cooney is also <laughs> the same as Skyrim Syndrome. <laughs> I literally make it like 14, 15 hours into every RPG that I play and then it's just either fuck it and I'm never touching it again or See, I just are, power through it. My threshold's a little lower. I hit the I hit anywhere between 6 to 10 hours before I decide if I'm going to finish it. I just don't play that shit. 
I always want to make sure I get through all the tutorials before I quit playing. <laughs> then don't fucking play Mario and Luigi Dream Team because ten hours in, they're still giving you tutorials on shit. Well, good. That that's that's within the fifteen-hour limit. Any other games, Oliver? No. Um. So Dead Island really takes a turn for the worse, eh? And you play it. Maybe maybe you totally love it. Don't like. No, Same I'm thing, not gonna you write it off. I really yeah. like it, but it, just like you're saying, like this girl has me looking for her fucking teddy bear, and another one has me looking for her necklace. I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to yeah. do this and... shit. But like the the quest is, the quest the main quest is like, hey, help people out around the the lifeguard tower. Help people around. Help people out around the the lighthouse. And then the the next one is like, okay, well you need to find three cans of food for these people. And so I'm like, well, fuck. Now I have to. Now I have to look for this stuff. I may as well do these stupid quests. And it's kind of getting shitty and asinine. Uh, yeah, that that's gonna, you know, Welcome continue to, to be you. true. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's when I played that game. It seemed to me like it was just World of Warcraft style style retrieval quests mm-hmm. tied to a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, hundred percent. Everything you. Everything to do in the game you have already done probably twenty or thirty times over. That's they're not gonna, yeah, they're not gonna introduce anything new. It's gonna be the same style of quests. Uh, you'll get to a city, which uh, is a lot less appealing to me, anyways, than the tropical resorts, whatever. Because then it's just standard zombie apocalypse city. Yeah. Whoops, that yeah. you've you've seen it a thousand times. Guess what? There's zombies in the streets. If you shoot your gun, a couple of them wander over. And. The way they they empower you by saying like you're immune to this kind of kills it for me too because going back to the whole survival survival like aspect of gaming or of of games today these zombies even though if you get inundated they'll they'll, they'll kill you and that's the threat but like you just go at them, and you can get hit a few times or whatever, and you can just bash them. And there's energy drinks lying around everywhere, so that's yeah. Not really. That's that's kind of shitty too. Also, I, death is meaningless in that game. Yeah, yeah. They don't penalize you at all. Nope. And even to the point where, if you're fighting a tough enemy and you get him down to like say half life, and then he kills you, and you run back, he's still at half life. Is that right? Like that is that is a <laughs> yeah that is a legit strategy for beating the hard parts of that game. Run and die. Run and die. Run and die. Run and oh. die. Run and die. I noticed that I, I came up to one of those thug zombies and got killed because I had to fight a bunch of like uh, minor zombies but I, I managed to kill those and then when I got up to the, the tough guy he killed me so when I got back to him after I died after I respawned those 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 zombies the minor zombies were out of the way so it was a lot easier for me to kill the guy yeah it's I mean, I, eh. it's not real compelling I don't know I didn't enjoy it I hope you do but I bet you'll hit the wall kind of like everybody else did that game had me at who do you voodoo bitch, and I was in. so fucking stupid. That was a great intro. Oh intro man! And I really liked it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm playing this this rapper. That's kind of dumb. No way. Any other uh, games in there? No, not for me. Kev, what about you? You know, normally this is the part of the show where I would say I didn't play anything this week. However. <laughs> After our lengthy discussion last week about how I never use my PSN Plus, <laughs> I went on to PSN Plus and downloaded a game. Well, okay. All right. Which yeah. game? Uh, 
Telltale Games Poker Night 2. That's okay. a fun game. Sure. That game is a hot pile of shit. No way. <laughs> Come on, it is, yeah. isn't fun in any any way whatsoever. It's not you know hard why? either. Because you downloaded this game and it's all full of your favorite video game characters that you know and love from all these games that you've never even heard of, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there there was Ash from Army of Darkness. Yeah. Which was dumb. I hated that. It wasn't even... It should yeah, have been... He, he was the terrible character. It wasn't even Bruce Campbell. Nothing Get Bruce yeah, in there, man. Wasn't it? was interesting. No, uh, wasn't. There was the really was. annoying bro dude from that one game. Adventure Brothers? Brothers? Yeah. That guy's funny. funny. Yeah. That guy's kind of funny. Also, the stupidest person I've ever seen talk in my life. There was the dog thing. Sam and Max. Max. Yeah, yeah, that... That's also not interesting. Because you don't like or play any of these and games. There's, there's the robot guy Hot who's ah, also not oh, funny. Fucking unbelievable. Like, dialogue people, wasn't as funny. People tell me that the whole reason to play this game was because of the dialogue interactions between these people. And just because I don't know who they are doesn't mean I can't appreciate good dialogue. But there wasn't any good dialogue. I sort of agree. I say it wasn't. They're even knowing the characters in the games, there's nothing in there that's like yeah. real funny or sharp. And the poker isn't great either, which the just the sucks. poker is terrible. What is, what is the poker like? How does po- how does the poker not good or good? It's poker. No, it's not. It's not challenging. It's bad poker. It's what? how is it's, bad it's, poker? It's people Ash who have just... never played poker in their life playing poker for the first time. Yeah, and every, it's all three of the other characters are trash, and Ash will beat you on the river every time you go against him. So, it's not yeah. It's not great. It's not great poker. I don't know. Good job, by the way, picking possibly the most irrelevant game you possibly could, <laughs> and then basing PSN purchase on that. So, just, well done. Ignorance we, kept we it nine out of ten. Game, nine right? out of ten the whole way. Games, so I played a game. It's well, tough yeah, to I, keep. I made the... it through. I made it through. I played three tournaments. Even. When you're done a hand and you fold and it gives you the option to skip to the next hand, you're not allowed to skip to the next hand until they finish their little dialogue crap, which is uninteresting, unentertaining. You, you hear them all pretty quick, too. And just yeah, plain retarded. I, I actually kind of like that game. Uh, nah. I watched a buddy play it for... He loved it. He thought it was great, and I watched him play it for a couple hours. I thought, oh, that's about it. It's a fun little time waster. There's much better poker games out there, though. Yes, like PokerStars.net. So that <laughs> was the deck of cards and friends. I got paid for that, by the way. Is that the only game you played? Uh, is it the I only actually, game you downloaded off the, the PSN? Game, that is the only game I downloaded from PSN. But I did <laughs> painfully, painfully try to get back into Final Fantasy Thirteen too. Mmm, that's a rough choice. I made it. I think 25 minutes. Did you start cold again from the beginning? Oh, God, no. Uh, doing the continue thing from not playing for, like, 12 months, probably. Yeah. They have a little last time or, like, the story so far type of thing. It gives you, like, a, a little blurb summary of what's going on. But that and shit I think doesn't that's help. great. I think no. that is awesome because the people at Square realize that nobody can sit through this fucking game long enough <laughs> that they can actually remember the fucking plot. 
even when you're playing that legitimately through and through day, like playing it every day, or you, you stop halfway through the day and you come back at night, that little blurb still doesn't fucking help you piece together the shit that is that story. <laughs> that story is so bad. It's so convoluted. It's all over the place. It makes no sense. Yeah, and try try remembering where you're supposed to go after being away for a year. Because then, in that game, there's no linear story. You just mm-hmm. jump around and hope that you unlock the right things to continue with the actual story. You don't. It's so painful. Do you guys want to get way into Final Fantasy XIV? Game, that game's not out yet. I would yet. get into Final Fantasy XIV if it were free to play. The online Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy XIV. My cousin wanted to get into it, and we watched a few trailers, and it sort of piqued my interest. I, I would like get way into that game. Great. I would be on board if you guys were on board. But, like, because it's, it's a full retail release, and you have to pay a subscription? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'd, buy, I'd buy the game and try that first month and see how it went. I've been known to buy probably stupider purchases. <laughs> <laughs> As have I. I'm trying I to see I if I got any out. real good ones on my wall here. What's the uh, what's the what's the buy-in price? Uh, probably 40, 40 bucks, probably. Probably forty and then fifteen each month. Well, month af- after the first month, yeah. Yeah. Well, none of us are playing it after the first month. No, so yeah. Let's let's be let's be honest here. Let's be honest. But yeah, start up a party. Everybody uh-huh. be doing their thing. We can play all together. You get. Then, you can have. Uh, I am all tangled up. You can have uh, multiple jobs. Apparently, the job system is pretty interesting. It looks cool. Like it looks. It looks pretty awesome. I want to be a baker. Mm, I. Maybe you can. <laughs> I know that mining is a job. Like all the professions, you level up as jobs, like classes. It's. It seems weird. It seems unique. It was, uh, I think it was a lot like Final Fantasy XI. I only played uh, probably 45 minutes of that one. Eleven was good. Eleven was, was 11 good? Eleven was good, but it was way too grindy. Well, I played Eleven. I never played PC Eleven. I played Xbox 360 Eleven when they were doing the 360 beta testing, and then I yeah, carried over for the, the first four or five months. And it was good, but there, I don't know. I don't think I could... Just... It was one of those games where the high your your skill level can essentially go to to infinity, but the higher you get it, the the longer it takes you to grind to the next level. All right, I'm gonna stop talking so we can see whatever Matt is doing. Well, he has to make noise. No, it's it's on me. I can control it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I've got the uh, right I've got the Final Fantasy XI PS2 hard drive bundle still still sealed. Wow. Have yeah. I? Oh, this is open. So I. This is open, and I don't know where the disc is, so <laughs> I must have at some point played Final Fantasy XI. It Weird. wasn't a terrible RPG, it just wasn't Weird. great. But yeah, Kev's right, it got real grindy with, okay, well, I gotta go outside town here and fight all these bees, but then you have all these new, the, all these other lower level, level people doing the exact same thing, and then you gotta venture further out to find enemies that aren't being fought, and it just... It's... Yeah, welcome, welcome to MMOs, kind of. But you see, that's why yeah, I like Elder Scrolls Online is because you didn't come across that. Well, to be fair, when we were playing Elder Scrolls Online, nobody was fucking playing because it's closed beta still. Also, let's stop talking about that so our second show yeah. doesn't get taken Yeah, down. let's like X-nay on one. the Elder Scrolls A. Did we get in trouble for that? Not. If no, we it's... keep talking about because it, we I was, will. I was but just if everyone... 
if everyone and... just shuts the fuck up about that first episode and stops trying to get us kicked off YouTube, we'll probably be fine, <laughs> all right? Matt and I figure it'll be about a month before somebody flags it and it gets taken down. I don't know what you're talking about. It was we're, do- we're, we're doing this live. I can't even edit this shit out. It was right before <laughs> that conversation, you guys talk about the NDA. What? No, to- I don't. Hmm? And then you proceed to talk about it for like 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Neither do I. I'm making shit up. Do you guys know if with Final Fantasy XIV, The Realm Reborn, if you can play it, if you get it for PC and PS4, if you can play the character back and forth, or is it you're it stuck on It is not on PS4 yet. No, but when it's it does. It's just PC. I, had, I highly doubt that they will release that for console. It's coming out for console. Yeah. For PS3 and PS4. That makes me sad. I'm trying to see if... Because uh... I did the beta testing on the PS3. I doubt it. Uh, it's so rare to see, especially with the PS3, because that stupid architecture. It's rare to see that crossplay stuff. Well, I'm not talking about crossplay, but could you save your character to an account and then pick it up again on a different console? That would be crossplay. It would all have to be in the same universe. You would have to be on the PC playing with people who are on the PS3, PS4 at the same time. Hmm. I, I guess I just view it as this is your character data. No, no, it'll it'll be totally separate games. Yeah, PC, PS3, PS4. Um, It's already out on PS3, that's right. PS4 should be April. Elder Scrolls Online will be out by then. Yeah. So good luck. And hopefully it'll be free to play by August. I don't (laughs) think that one, I think that one's going to take a while. Probably not that soon, but maybe November. (laughs) Give them at least six months to realize that their pay-to-play model is fail. Any other games, Kev? Uh, no. No, I did really good with those two, though. Yeah, grand, good job, man. Good grand job. total time played, 45 minutes. Proud of you. How much time into MPQ? Uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Probably put in another 20 hours this week. Holy. I put in a grand total of four minutes before I realized that game's dumb. Fuck you. Game is awesome. I hear something. I don't know what's going on. It's like someone's power sawing into my house or something. They're making I, themselves a resistance-style backdoor. I played some games this week. Tell me about Nidhogg. Let me tell you about Nidhogg. Nidhogg, Nidhogg. Nidhogg. Nidhogg, Nidhogg. 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 Yeah. It is a uh, two-player, eight-bit fencing game where you are one little dude with a sword and the other guy is another little dude with a sword and the object of the game is to get... Uh, it, it's tug-of-war style. So you start in the middle. There's two guys. Uh, the person on the left wants to get all the way to the right. The person on the right wants to get all the way to the left. Every time you kill the other player, you are allowed to keep progressing. And you try to get to the end screen and get eaten by the Needhog. So and you it's... want to get eaten? Yeah, the yes. winner gets eaten by the Needhog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's really good, man. Like, we were... Cam and I were playing it, uh, just kind of locally... We were going to try and play it on the Max and Matt Best Friends Forever stream, but it didn't. <laughs> the online wasn't working. It was it, it was it was so disappointing because that game is is uh, fantastic. I'm going to bring it into the office next week, actually, and we're going to play a bunch of it. But uh, it's great. Absolutely fantastic. I don't really know how to describe it more to you than... I feel than... like that video that you showed me from Giant Bomb was, was hilarious. It was great. But after watching that, I feel like that game really wouldn't have a lot of replay value it's the it's like each 
game takes you only like four to five minutes, mm-hmm. and it's simple enough that anyone can jump into it, so you are passing the controller off. It, Because uh... the, the way it works, for, I guess from what I picked up, is if you kill somebody, you're allowed to progress, but if that person kills you, then the, the momentum swings back to them trying to go the other direction. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tug of war. Okay. Uh, it's great. Like, it's small. It's one of those uh, games where you're shouting a lot because someone kills you and you're at the end and you go, fuck, and then you got to kill them. And it's, you kind of need people to play it with you. It's one of those games. Like, it's meant to be a local multiplayer game. If this were 10 years ago and this came out on the fucking Super Nintendo, it would be huge. It's kind of, Have you guys ever played Joust? Yeah. It's sort of like Joust. Not really, but kind of. It's great. It you guys should fun. check it out. I feel like once the multiplayer gets ironed out, it'd be a ton of fun to play because I, I don't feel like that's a game that Christy would really pick up on playing and enjoy. So, Yeah, and it's it seems like it's great too. Like uh, like I said, I'm going to bring it in the office. seems like it'll be great in that setting. Just set it up somewhere and we got a boardroom with a big TV. Set it up in there. Put a couple controllers. Leave it for whoever wants it. And like it's quick enough that you know, you're doing so whatever, you're having a coffee, you're on a coffee break, you can jump in there, play a couple quick games of Nidhogg. Like, it just seems like a real tight, sort of fun local multiplayer. You it's really just, think that the people you work with are going to get on board with you just bringing in video games for everyone? Yep. I do. <laughs> Alright, well it seems, then. It seems like it should be on a cabinet so much that, like, it, it led me to this crazy place of, like, I'm gonna buy an arcade cabinet. Yeah, yeah. It, it well, like not buy a like. What if I, what if I built my own fake arcade cabinet and just emulated a bunch, just bunch put of a games box on it around your laptop? And... Well, yeah. Basically, it would be a box, and the computer goes in it, and it has a screen, and you stand there, and it has real buttons. I'm like, what if, what if we built one of those? And I kind of have, turned... I kind of have this flight of fancy where I want to build a cocktail style cabinet. Those are the ones you sit down on and you look yeah. down on. Yeah. Oh, those are awesome. And have it play Pac-Man. Warlords? Warlords was, Warlords was a cocktail machine. You could get Warlords on there. Because I love Pac-Man DX Championship. Would you, here's a true question, though. Would you put an old traditional no. CRT in there? No way. No, fuck that. Yeah, that's what... The, when I was... LCD and a couple, <laughs> couple fight sticks. Like, I went far enough to actually look at what it would take to build one... And then I was like, fuck it, I, I would just buy it. I would just buy one that you put, basically, insert computer, it's ready to go. I and it was, it was only like 1900 bucks. Like, that's not... <laughs> it's a lot of money, but it's not so like much not money. I ship you the completed cabinet, though. They're going to no, ship it, you the parts. Yeah, it comes in pieces, and then you screw it together. I have a, a, dr- a screw gun, a drill. I can <laughs> screw them in no problem, man. A drill? <laughs> Uh, power drill, you know? know? I've got buddies that have gone through the whole process of building cabinets, and for as frustrating as they say it is, they said they really liked it. So I feel The problem like is, I don't know the first thing about building cabinets. I was that's too young. It was awesome. It'd get done and just be this disjointed piece of shit that's barely held. <laughs> no, see, I, I didn't want that either. Like, it, I don't know. I, I, I came kind of close to just pulling the trigger on that and just have it would show up in pieces, and I'd probably look at it and be like, well... Do fucking you really now have what? That much expendable <laughs> cash? No, see that's just it, and I don't have space for it either. If I had a good place <laughs> to put it, like if I had my own place and I had like a basement or something, this could go in, and then folks could come over and just play this fucking cabinet, 
get loaded up all sorts of great games. Yep. The, the cabinet that one of my friends built was he built it super wide and put like a 27 or a 32 inch monitor in there, and then he he actually in the 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 uh, stand put four sets of joysticks, but then he also has four PC controllers connected to it, so you could play the old traditional joystick games, but you could also play with controllers cool. if you wanted to. Yeah, that's that's how I. The one I was looking at, that's how I would set it up, is it would have, uh, not four, but on the, on the, whatever you call it, the controller, where the buttons go, it would have, like, a joystick, and then, is it six buttons? Six or eight buttons, or whatever it is? Yeah, it would have the joystick and then those, those buttons for two people, and then a trackball in the middle, Mm -hmm. in case, I don't know, you want to put, yeah, exactly, in case you want to put some fucking golf on that thing, (laughs) and, uh, and then, yeah, it would have controllers attached to it, but, like, it's not that expensive, and uh, the way you put games on it and stuff, I was looking at the software and how you, you put shit in these uh, these MAME cabinets, they're called, and it's all emulated, and, and it seems very doable. Yeah, it's really easy to, to set it up once you have all the equipment. Yeah, and like once... A, fr- a, a friend of mine has one. Like Who? The whole, Do I know him? Uh, Wes. Nerd Olympics. We have one at Nerd Olympics. Like a whole ca- what's on it? Is it a an emulator uh, cabinet? Everything? It's a cabinet with arcade and NES and games and shit like that. I think they have like close to a thousand games on it. Okay, so it is very much it's it's emulated, right? It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. It's there's not, no real boards in there, nothing like it's that. Not a genuine, yeah. There's okay. A inside it, yeah. I didn't know that. See, that's exactly what I want, but I don't have a good place, and also. I don't have any friends, so no one would ever play with me, and that's sad. So I'm like, ah, I better, I better get out of there. It's too bad, though. It's very doable, and it's you know what? In a couple years, who knows? Still something I want to do. There's a ton of great games that uh, I think totally benefit from standing side by side. Yeah, pretty much any fighting game ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy, we get like some fucking MK2, MK3 on there. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Some old school arcade style Killer Instinct. Oh yeah, we could do that. Oh, see, there's so many games you could. <laughs> Fuck. So sometime, sometime. That's that's my my dream project for the future. Maybe I'll just slowly start trying to collect pieces or something. But man, totally possible. <laughs> I also. Uh... Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say something about you getting a B button and being really excited. Yeah, one one button at a time. Collecting <laughs> them. I got the did the X. Only one more. Uh, I also played some Metro 2033. I saw that you were struggling on a part of that. Yeah, I still am. I maybe about 6 or 7 hours into it. I'm and trying I to held I held back my inner eads of just calling you out and saying it's possibly because you just suck at it. Like he no, did that with game is fucking Dead. hard as shit. There's all these stealth parts where you don't technically have to stealth, but as soon as you don't, everybody's on to you. And it seems like there's... It seems like the whole game is basically this. You get to these new uh, stations in the metro. You're kind of working your way through, trying to do whatever you're trying to do. And every station you get to is always hostile, and you got to stealth your way through it, or else everybody in the station comes down on you. And even when, like a couple times, I would try to find a good spot where I could like hole up, and okay, these guys all got to come from this way, so I'll just stand here and shoot them as they come. Like even then, when the guys know where you are, it still takes them. Sometimes, like the AI doesn't seem real great. It'll take them. 
a long time to get over to you if they even do get to you or they'll just kind of get stuck in place but they're still shouting but they're like there's a guy over there you're dead you know you're going down buddy like they're shit talking you but they're not coming to get you so you can't even really hole up in a corner and just mow dudes down and clear out the entire place and then just walk through mm-hmm. like it, it 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 doesn't seem you said great this is metro 2033 or last light 2033, the first one. I'm trying to play through this first one before I play Last Light. Last Light's How next on the block. How far into the game is that section? Because I made it decently far into it, and I don't remember that. Uh, the first one is, like, right away. Not, maybe, like, an hour, two hours in. And then I, I got through that one finally. Like, I bashed my head against it, died probably 30 or 40 times. Finally, finally got through it. There's a very set kind of path you can take through it, which the only way I could just trial and error, like, nope, no, that way I got seen. Nope, no, that way I got seen. Nope, no, that way I got seen. And, uh, like, that stealth stuff fucking sucks ass, I, and there's so much of it. I like the atmosphere in that game. I thought that was really neat. I don't know how to turn it into Russian with English subtitles. I feel like that game would be a lot less stupid if I could figure that out. Why do you want to read it, though? Like, that's I don't understand why people want to watch anime with the original Japanese VO. Because the translation is just, like, not... It's 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 okay, it's good enough, but it isn't great, and the English VO is, like... Uh, I guess it's not one, great. It, like, stuff that I doesn't... Did. When people say, for Mother Russia, in English, it doesn't translate as well as if you hear them saying it in Russian, and then you read it, the subtitle, you're like, oh, okay, that's something they say. But you're hearing this obviously English voice actor do a bad Russian accent, and then say... You know, for Mother Russia, and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's uh, maybe, maybe, n- maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Your character is named Artyom. Is there any multiplayer in that game? Uh, I have like, no idea. I don't think so. I haven't even looked at it. I have no interest in any of that. I'm literally trying to burn through to play the story, and because I heard that's pretty good, and then I want to move on to Last Light. But I think I read the synopsis of the story way back or something because as I play through it I'm kind of remembering what comes up and like oh yeah that's coming oh yeah that's coming so I don't know it's I hear it's Last all right. Light's supposed to be really good that's what everybody said about 2033 as well so I'm you know trying to get through these games that have been talked up by everybody but I'm not getting it I don't know I don't know if I'm going to keep playing it I'm not having a great time you just, it's one of those games that you're just pounding through to pound through and there's no enjoyment. Yeah. It, he forgot to mute his mic that time. It isn't even that good. Like, The shooting's not great. The gunplay isn't great. The enemies aren't great. Nothing in it is that great, you know? The game looks good, though. I mean, graphically, it, it looks decent. Eh, it holds up. I don't like it. But what do you want me to say? Great, that, that game is six years old or something. Graphics have come so far since then that I'm not even... I'm not, like, getting hung up on frame rate or anything. I'm not looking at it and going, oh, I might like this more if it was a little sharper. Yeah. It's just not a great game. I don't see what everybody was freaking out about. Everyone was saying, like, you know, this thing looks as good as Crisis, but it's just way better. It's got a great story. It's way more fun. Like, the shooting's way better. Like, I had a way better time with Crisis. I don't know. Last Light sort of sucks. I also played Don't Starve, which is free on the PS4. Oh, Did you shit. starve? I have not starved yet. I played it uh, when it was on PC a bit, so I had a little bit of... Uh, I, I knew what I was getting into. I haven't starved yet. I think I've been alive for 17 or 18 days. Oh, shit. 
The problem I have with Don't Starve is that I don't know why I'm not starving. I don't know what to do. All I've been doing is not starving. And I continue to not starve. So, I, I, I don't... I, Oliver's back now. We'll, we'll pick his brain a bit on it. Oliver, you play Don't Starve? No, I want to, though. Pretty good? Uh, Not bad, but not... I really like what they did with um, Mark of the Ninja. So I was actually looking forward to this game, and now that it's on PS, PlayStation, I want Plus, to PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Yeah, it's free for PS4. Is it? This month, yeah. Game Sweet. of the month. Yeah. Uh, the problem I have with that game is that it's kind of designed where you you do it in live, so you have a life, you know, get as far as you can, die, and then uh, get put back into this procedurally generated world, and then sort of do the whole thing again. The problem I have is that you're not really working towards anything with each life. So every time I go in and spend, whatever, four or five hours on this life and, and build up some gear and all that... You die and then... Yeah, and then you die, but you're not... Like, I didn't get anything for... Maybe I know a little bit more about how the world reacts or certain enemies are, but basically you just got to slog through this super boring beginning part of this game again where it's like gather your food and, and do all this and... Eh, it's it's okay. It plays fine on the PS4 compared to PC. There's a couple things where... Um, because it's a 2D kind of drawn art style almost... You're rotating the world, and objects will often get stuck behind other objects. And I had a lot of trouble picking up... Like, for example, chopping down trees. I want to pick up the logs, because I need them to burn in my fireplace. But I don't give a fuck about the pine cones. But I have a lot of trouble picking up logs, but not pine cones. You just kind of end up grabbing everything, and it, it it's okay. It plays yeah. fine, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't... What's cool? Yeah, the, 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 there's no motivation for anything other than like I heard there is a story and I guess you eventually go to different worlds kind of like you beat the level and go to a next level but that stuff is like so far out there that there's really no motivation to do anything it's kind of not fun because you never get the sense that you are achieving anything is Mark of the Ninja published by Microsoft, or is there any reason why that is j strictly on PC and Xbox? I want to say that that was a Summer of Arcade game from 2012? I yeah, think you might like be right. But I mean, like, two years later, I'd assume summer, that's... Well, if it's a Summer of Arcade game, then yeah, published by Microsoft. Like so all I'm... those Summer of Arcade games are. Hmm. Yeah. I really want that to come out on PlayStation. I really like that game. The game was it, fun. It probably <laughs> never will. That's what that, they said about Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 1 was never published or It was published by Microsoft. By Mass Effect 1? Yeah. But I think the, 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 the rights to it kind of lapsed. And that's why they finally got it on PS3. Eventually. Fact-checking, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. Weird. Uh, what else? I played a bunch of Battlefield 4. I'm kind of getting a little bit into Battlefield. It's pretty good. still a hot, broken piece of crap? Uh, 
it's a little broken, a tiny bit broken, not not nearly as broken as it was. I, I toyed with buying it because at Best Buy this past week it was twenty five bucks. I realized today that I got the last two Battlefields for free because I got Battlefield three for PS for PC for free with SimCity because that was a hot mess. I also bought it on Xbox 360, apparently. And I got Battlefield 4 for free for PC because Future Shop was doing that bring in any game from the last generation and they'll give you Battlefield. And I don't usually trade games, but I sort of wanted to call bullshit on them, so I brought in 99 Nights and went, I bet you won't give me Battlefield 4 for this. And they said, yep, we will. Jesus. And I got it. It's pretty... It's okay. I don't know. I didn't pay for it, so I was thinking about getting the premium like Battlefield premium where you get all the expansions and stuff for like it's like 44 bucks or something or the five expansions are 15 a piece it's like since I didn't pay for it I, you know it kind of got this 60 bucks maybe I could spend get premium get those battle packs man open those items I'm kind of burned out on shooters though Battlefield 4 is is a lot of dumb Battlefield fun. Like, the Levolution stuff is really cool. I, I always get a kick of, like, flying helicopters into that big dam, and then the dam collapses. And I didn't really help my team, but I got to see the dam collapse, so that was, you know... <laughs> I'm I always thought Battlefield was the best shooter for, like, just for a multiplayer standpoint. Oh, yeah. Like, it was always the most fun to just play hours and hours of Battlefield. Yeah, because it's just, like, fucking chaos. Especially now that... There's 64 people on all the versions. There's, like, almost every map is uh, air and land vehicles, unless you're playing the weird air superiority mode. Like, they do a pretty good job of uh, bringing, like, giving people the tools to make all this chaos happen, especially how big pieces of the levels will just fall over, like this hotel will collapse or whatever. It's pretty good. It It is a very fine Battlefield game. At least on PC. I wish I had it on console. I didn't know the console version was 64 players, or I probably would have gotten it on that. Can't you just use a late. controller? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck that. Everybody, like, I, when I'm flying, I actually have my Xbox controller sitting literally right beside here, because when I'm flying helicopters, I like to use the controller. But then, when shit goes bad, and everybody has to bail out of the helicopter, and we're all, like, fighting on the ground then I'm useless. I'm not totally useless, but I'm less effective because I have this controller, which, you know, you can't turn as quick. You're not as precise. Yeah. Yeah, that's the weird thing about the setup they had at E3. It was like all of the PC... You were running it on PCs, but all the PCs had Xbox controllers plugged in, and it was all mapped to the controller. Yeah, that's because they wanted to trick you and be like, look how good it looks on Xbox, but... So... Yeah. I don't know. I finally got to a level where I can be the commander, and... That is boring as shit. No way. It is so boring. You don't get... You, like, you only watch the game from... Uh, have you ever played Battlefield? You know when you're spawning and you see the map, the overlay map, Kevin and everybody is just icons? Commander. You only play the game from that perspective. I know. I played four or five maps. There's no... Like, there's no... I'm not calling down missile strikes. I'm really? not calling in carpet bombs all i'm doing is like directing my squads to but be like you go here you go squad, here don't and you have to don't you have to direct your squad so that you can gain access to carpet yes. bombs and all this type of stuff but even even the highest level stuff is not 
it's never anything offensive. Like, Ed, the most powerful thing I'm calling in is a gunship that other players can use, and they have, like, the three big, See, when, you know, the AC-130 we and, and that uh, shit. At E3 on the Siege of Shanghai, they had certain skills tied to certain checkpoints or certain flags. So if you yeah. wanted to have the carpet bomb or the missile strike, you had to have C. And if you had all three, then you could get your AC-130s and shit like that. And, like, when I was playing, I came out on top with, the mo- with single-handedly the most kills out of my entire team because everybody was actually following the commander's directions because you do have an overview. You can see where the enemy is and say, okay, go here, do this, do that. And then if they listen to you... It's so, like, uh, even, like, we had a pretty good team and everyone, the squads were all paying attention and I kind of was this, like, mastermind and, like, you know, look at these guys dance. But at the end of the day, all I'm doing is calling in UAVs for folks. I'm, you know, spotting people so that my ground teams can see them and then I'm just kind of hanging out. I'm calling in assets for them to use. I'm like, yeah, okay, you guys need ammo? Sure, I'll call that in for you. You need health? I'll call that in for you. But I'm not... But, yeah, like, aren't, I you wanna... supposed to be, aren't you supposed to be seeing like things ahead? Like, hey, if you if Alpha Team goes up and banks around this 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 corner or whatever, you can flank and help O Bravo Team or whatever. I, aren't you supposed sort to be of, but keep, keep in mind that there's 64 players and usually 30 vehicles all fucking going nuts on this map so like yeah if i see yeah. that hey there's a helicopter full of dudes they're heading to one of our back flags we don't have it protected i can be like hey listen guys uh you gotta get here and defend this point and so it's 90 percent of the time they just say they just ignore you but the odd time they listen it, it hinges upon their their willingness to listen to you though right yeah totally there is incentives in there like uh you know you you do have the battlefield progression so you're unlocking new weapons and uh, unlocks for your vehicles and stuff and by following the commander's orders you get more experience basically you get more points like it is incentivized but it's just boring I don't, i'd way rather be on the ground running to that point and shooting guys and having tanks driving around and helicopters crashing into the ground and fucking buildings collapsing instead of in this way pulled back view, which I isn't can, I even find like, that interesting. You're not. It would be cool if you could see individual soldiers actually shooting one another, but you're not. You're seeing little red triangles, and then a guy dies, and the triangle you disappears. Can zoom in, you know. Even zoomed in all the way, it's not. It's never that real time. The way that they first sold it to view, us at, at or, or that sounded the coolest was down. the fact that you could play as commander from a tablet. So let's say you're at work and you have your lunch break and you want to pop on and play a game of Battlefield Four as commander from your tablet at work. You still can, so you can still be engaged in the game from, but from a different perspective. But that I feel like that should tell you how dumbed down it is. If that if that it runs on a tablet. Of course, you're not seeing anything in real time. You're not seeing buildings collapse. You're not seeing any of the game engine at all. In fact, in commander mode, it doesn't but even you're, you're it doesn't even it doesn't even launch from the game. It just launches in the web browser, and it, it's it is just it is boring. Like I wanted the thing. Like I want Call of Duty style. Launch the Predator missile. I'm riding the Predator missile down. I see these five guys, and then I put it right in between them, and it, it says multi kill. And at least you get that, and you're like, yeah. That was I think kind we were of fun. a little skewed at E3 because we had the big 55-inch monitor with all nine or eight monitors around us for the squad leaders so we could physically see what was going on. So maybe if you had that option to view what was happening on the battlefield from your squad leader's perspective. You sort of can. You can do it one at a time. Like, you have your entire list of squads down the side. But there's usually, like, I think I had squads all the way A to J. And there are only four members each. So, yeah, I guess eight squads you have on each team. That is a lot of, like trying to flip between them and see which one is doing which and, and who's doing what. And it's it's not... Like, it's just so chaotic that... 
I don't know. It's it's impossible to really be as you're you're not being the surgical instrument by mm-hmm. telling your squads to go here and there and and do these you know super key things. It's just kind of like okay, everybody go here because why not? And half of you won't listen anyways. But I'll call in a UAV so you can see guys on your mini map if you want. It, it, it just seemed boring, doesn't it? Yeah. Nobody, listen. nobody had mic. Well, also nobody fucking played, played that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. Commanding is seems seems super boring. Like I was waiting and waiting and I finally hit the fucking rank ten and was like, Yeah, I can be a commander and then I did it once and went never again. Never, never again. Game itself, quite fun. I think that's all the games I played. Anybody got anything else they want to bring up here? Talk about some news? I don't think I can get do the whole big picture mode on my computer. Does you, you have an H big thing that says big picture? You have an I, HDMI I can do it on my computer, but I can't do it on my TV. Sorry. You got an HDMI port out the back of your graphics card? Nope. Do our TVs have a? Our TVs do have a DVI port. I think it has a DVI port, but like I'm going to need a long DVI port, and there's no way I can do it, so it's unobtrusive to my home. Like the uh, back cord is going to be. Let me tell you about you the Steam s- box. You can still do it via VGA. Yeah, yeah but he just said that cord is too long. Mm. Well, it has to be a, a long obtrusive. cord, and then like it's just going to be flopping around. Uh, I don't want that. But you could get yourself. I did order myself one of those wireless receivers that we talked about last week. So oh, yeah. you know how that goes, because I'm, I'm probably going to order one myself. I thought you said you had one. No. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Eric. The like, reason you yeah. bought it, Eric. I did it on your endorsement. <laughs> no, remember, Eric is uh, take Eric's advice with a big grain of salt because if you ever tell him that it's something's wrong on his end, it's his connection. It's because he's emulating a controller that isn't made to run on the PC. It's never. That's never the reason why it's not working. Remember yeah. that. Never. Just turn your firewall off. Then it'll work yeah. fine. And if did. you're having problems, turn your firewall off. It'll work okay for you. I, it'll work fine. I bet. I bet it'll, it'll be, be totally okay. Yeah. Don't you have a Blu-ray thing on your computer? Bluetooth? A what? Bluetooth? That's the word. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. I don't know then. There will... I bet uh, with these Steam machines coming out, uh, I bet there will be just a little USB dongle that'll totally stream shit to your... If there isn't already. Yeah. Computer to your Steam box? To your TV, you just plug it. You probably just plug it into your TV, turn your computer on. It'll stream to that little dongle, put it out to the TV. I would the feel latency like, be okay. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it would probably be all right. I feel like there there already is something. I don't know if Raspberry Pi does it or like. I feel like there already is something out there that totally uh, does that for you, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's talk, talk about talk about some news here. What? Sure. The Sim City, you guys remember that game, right? Maxis is a totally successful revitalization of Sim City. Online yep. only. The Sim game. City is getting offline mode with update ten. Ten months after launch. Jesus. Are you guys minds just being blown? No, because I've been watching the story unfold as they're talking about it, and I, I, I can't help but think to myself, who the fuck cares anymore? Yeah, I actually <laughs> wasn't even listening when you were talking about that. I, I do. Sim City, and then I tuned out. 
The thing to take away from this is uh, because they're putting the offline mode in, they're totally adding mod support. And hopefully it won't be too long before somebody mods it to remove the city size limits, and then that game seems totally great. If you don't have size limits on your cities, SimCity seems awesome. Just yeah, me, huh? I would actually Just probably me, huh? start playing again if there was no size limit on the cities. Well, that's someone will mod it as soon as this offline mode comes out. It's just a question of how long will that take. Hopefully, not very long, because I I I have like a hundred and twenty hours into SimCity somehow, and I'll put another hundred in if they take the size limits off. Both the same amount of time as I have on MPQ. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> I spent uh, half what you spent on MPQ on SimCity. I'm just put that out there. That's okay. So there you go. It was uh, they they remember them back when this game came out. They were saying it was impossible. They could never have offline mode. And then like a month later, somebody had it modded and it was running offline. And they went, uh, no, no, mm, still impossible. Well, here we go. Ten months later, ten updates later. Apparently, it took a ton of work though. Yeah. Well. well you know, somebody had it modded the like month it came out running offline. So I, I but how who, stable? Who knows? Is that? Who knows? Who fucking knows? The way that they kind of try to explain it is that apparently a lot of the uh, the simulation, like the calculations that drive the actual simulation, is all server side, so that your machine can whatever run the game better. Uh, who who the fuck knows? Whatever. It's going to get offline mode. It's going to have mods. That sounds like a great way to uh, at least try to make the game what people want 10 months after the fact. Oliver, are you going to get Wayne to SimCity? No. Okay. No, no. Uh, Wolf Among Us, episode 2, coming out first week of February. We sort of talked about that. Yeah. That's the date. Uh, it I got a hard date, actually, didn't it, since then? Like February Feb- 6th. Is that right? Six, I believe. There's yeah. something six. Something like that. Let's talk about this new Hitman game. I didn't see that. There's going to be a new Hitman game. Did they come up with a Hitman game like a fucking year ago? Yeah, yeah Absolution. Uh, no, 2012. Absolution was 2012, yeah. Is that 2012? Yeah. Yeah, that was at the first E3 we went to. I want to say it was December 2012, just so I can be a little bit closer in my one-year estimate. Mm, wouldn't that be... Oh, yeah, I guess. No, yeah, I don't know. It was in, uh, like, March, I think. Sometime in there. Uh, it's a, a AAA Hitman game coming out. Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC. Uh, they're kind of saying it's going to be completely open world it's going to be totally sandbox however you want to kill the target is up to you it's not about absolution as well yeah not not it's they not never completely s- open world but yeah like they was... they didn't say it would be sandbox levels they they just kind of gave you a lot of options how you wanted to complete the contract so i'd assume that that's how the way they're making this sound is it is there's no checkpoints so that should give you an idea of how these levels are going to play out. They're not funneling you through, uh, like Hitman Four or Hitman Absolution had uh, the like story beats. So like you got to go into this hotel, you make it to the top room, you see the dude, the cutscene plays, whatever. This sounds like it won't have any of that. Where you want to go is up to you. There are no checkpoints. It's a total sandbox level because they sort of want to give you like thousands of options of how you want to carry out this contract. And then it's up to you to set that up. 
There's a level I played in Absolution. Is the one where I think you're in Chinatown. You have to kill this mob boss. Mm-hmm. You're in this really crowded. Um, so the first level. Marketplace. Yeah, one of the first levels actually. And I was just overwhelmed. Like I tried killing them like a bunch of different ways, but none of them really worked. But in that, there are like four or five specific ways that you're meant to do it. It's not like yeah. they're giving you all these tools and then combine them however you want. You either. Uh, like uh, mm, right. you're the chef and you poison the food or you go up and you get the sniper rifle and you shoot him or you put the bomb on his car and you blow him up or you plant the bug on him and the cops take him down or you do whatever and that happens. Like there, there were a set relatively small number of ways to complete each contract. Yeah. So, they're I mean, get, they're would, getting away from that apparently. How would that be any different in an open world environment? I, I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know. It's too so, it's too early to say. The thing it's, with the Absolution that turned me off to it is that yeah, they had a bunch of different ways you could kill them, but the 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 simplest way was often the fastest and and easiest to do, and it just there was for me there was no incentive to actually try to get the harder modes because it was you get your score score multiplier. But I didn't find any incentive to want to try to be the chef and poison him when, when I could just walk up and shoot him. Well, Hitman has always been a score game, right? The different ways you do it, you get a higher score, you, you're yeah. more creative, your points go up. I, I get that, and, like, yeah, the, that's that's pretty cool. And, like, you could always just be talking with friends and, like, you ah, hit Hitman Absolution, I was able to... How, how was that one where you, 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 you figure out, like, the old lady has, like, an aversion to pills or whatever, and you put, like, rat poison in her pills, and then... That's that's your that's the way you kill her, and then nobody ever knows you're there type thing. Yeah. That's a cool story to hear, but doing it is, like, super long and tedious because you have to find, I don't know, you have to find rat poison, and you have to, I think you have to find her pills and switch them, <laughs> and, like, that's, it's, like, super tedious and slow. Like, it that is, game yeah. is slow when you do it that way. Yeah, I, I don't like it, man. Assassinations isn't about running in and just sh- pulling the trigger. Why not? Why can't Agent 47 show me that one where he hides in the hay bale and then jumps out and spears two guys <laughs> with his hidden blades? That one's my favorite. That one's good. Uh, but apparently yeah. they're also uh, working on a new Hitman movie. So, you know, because that last one with Timothy Oliphant was, was so dope. This one apparently was Paul Walker was supposed to be the new yeah. Agent 47. That's sad. Shit, let's get Vin Diesel to do it. That'd be, okay, alright. Okay, Vin Diesel as Agent 47. I'm kind of getting on board with this movie. How about The Rock? Yeah. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. No, The Rock's not bald enough to do it. Will don't, Smith. Don't be ridiculous. The Rock is completely bald. No, he's not. Eric, you put these uh, these other stories up here. Any You, you want to talk about these? I don't even Some know what I put stories. up there. Something about uh, net neutrality, which is a whole long thing that I don't really want to get too deep into. Let me tell you about how I mixed myself three drinks at the start of the show in three separate glasses so that I could just finish a glass, (laughs) run into the kitchen, get a new one, and be back before you guys even noticed. Just leave them all on your desk. That's smart, because then they get warm, pal. Well, where's he leaving these? Refrigerator. <laughs> Fridge, obviously. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty smart. Good on you. Want to, I had to think of Bailey's in my coffee. If we're just going to I just had coffee in my coffee. 
Do you want to talk about any of this stuff here? Uh... Not really, no. I lost okay. my interest well, in like, it. Sure. Just to quickly touch on it, if that actually does happen, and it seems, and it sounds like it, it will happen. If what happens? Like anytime soon, that net neutrality issue mm-hmm. that uh, that was put up there. Can somebody just recap that story? Essentially, for the concept of it is, in a super nutshell, is the the, the data caps <laughs> that we have on our cell phone uh, network plans would transfer over to home internet. So basically companies could pay certain ISPs to throttle internet down to other um, other websites and you'd have basically you'd have data caps on how much you can use for internet. So let's say your ISP is backed by Microsoft your data cap for using Sony servers would be lower than it would be for the Microsoft servers and it's it's a huge convoluted article about a bunch of crap that's probably never going to happen. What it would mean for the end happen? user? What it would mean for the end user is basically if I am on Microsoft Internet and I want to play my PlayStation, I might have to pay a fee. That might cost me an extra one dollar every time I want to log on to to anything Sony server or the something way, like the that. The way I read it was that if you were on a Microsoft uh, sponsored server. And you wanted to play play with your play play your PlayStation, it wouldn't run as well because that well you know either you you pay the fee and it does run as well or maybe the alternate is that it is just shitty to encourage you to pay them basically it, okay yeah so anyways um, I think in the story it cited that um, that the Supreme Court actually uh, judged in favor of of this happening mm-hmm. not this happening but like the first stepping stone to this happening that's what they they they, they uh judge it on and so which sort of tells me oh fuck it might be heading that way and that sort of sucks especially with what with PlayStation Now um them talking about PlayStation Now and Netflix and so on and so forth all that all that type of stuff because yeah Right now, Netflix is just probably taking up just huge amounts of bandwidth with people people watching like all over the world or whatever. So, but these... think about it like that: if they do put something like this through, a corporation like Microsoft or Sony, one of them could just be like, "Okay, well, I'm going to buy Netflix because anybody who's not using my internet and uses Netflix is automatically going to have to pay me this fee." Is there an earthquake in your house right now, by the way? I just... Who? Yeah? Every time Kevin talks, his camera goes up and down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> See? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Weird. But yeah, like, like, yeah, that would eventually, that's what would happen. The bigger companies are going to buy up all this stuff and then start paying the internet service providers. Like, hey, run my shit clean and run these guys shitty. I think and, that they sort of underestimate... True like what a force the internet is if you if you get somebody all riled up and i i bet people on the internet are probably people who care about this net neutrality thing like look at look at things as simple as like certain companies won't do things because they're worried anonymous will take their website down well look at look at when uh last year when that sopa and pippa and everything was coming through the american senate and everything oh yeah this is basically that yeah it's like another try at that all, all of the, the companies were huge on board with that, but because there was such an outcry from the regular people, it, it never happened. I think it'll be exactly the same. Like, it would have to be some... 
some real like maniacal big brother shit for somebody to somehow force this through and even then i bet just the 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 public revolt across the internet would be so high that it's kind of unfeasible at this point it's too big of a change to make there's how many billions of people use the internet every single day right well in terms of american technology we're super far behind, even Canada as well, in terms of their infrastructure for, for internet and stuff like that. I mean, look at Sweden. with They've got nationwide fiber optic, kind of like what Google, uh, Google Fiber is going to be putting in place. So you can't really throttle it down much more than I mean, the household average internet Sweden speed right is, now is like 3.5. Sweden is also like a 20th of the size of either Canada or the States. I understand that. And it would, if we were to get fiber nationwide, it's going to take decades. I mean, Google fiber is, is saying that they're starting in Kansas city and it's going to be about 10 years before they start branching out because they have to input that entire infrastructure. So I don't think you're ever going to see it go down because you, you can't really throttle it much lower than it already is. Well, no, you, you absolutely could. I mean, even we, we don't have fire, like we don't have fucking gigabit, internet like fiber promises but i mean the even the you know if someone is serious into gaming and internet they probably have what 100 down and 50 up megabits per second that's still more than enough for what we use right now more than enough for downloading even these huge titles more than enough for gaming i mean they could definitely throttle that down i suppose but I don't know. I, I'm on board. I don't think it'll ever. I don't think we'll ever see this happen. Neither do I. I think, I think it's, it's just a, a scare tag. I think it's one of those that they were short on stories. Like well, this is back in the news again. Let's you know. Let's bring this. Up. It's never going to happen. I totally agree. But at the same time, that's how you keep it down: is keeping it in the news and keep people talking shit about it, and and keep you know make sure that people kind of understand what it is and that they probably don't want it because as soon as someone becomes kind of uninformed, it's like. Oh, I don't. I don't care. They can do that, whatever they want. Like that's when that's when it does get pushed through. So, yeah. To me, it sounds pretty not like super likely, but it sounds like something that will, could happen. Mm, Just because it... if 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 there's a way that these companies will would uh, could charge more for something, they're gonna do it. At that point, you start to get, like, black market internet providers, black market internet servers of, like, we're on our own, we're on the black net. We're on our own internet that is separate from your internet. Sponsored by the BET. And, yeah, ours is illegal, and... (laughs) Well, no, let's not... Okay, come on now. All right. Ours is illegal, and, like, FBI is storming in, and, but you know, people are are frantically microwaving their modems and their hard drives because they don't want people to know that they're on the the black market internet. And it turns into this whole, like, steampunk film noir, which kind of sounds sort of, you know, I want to have a big pile of floppy disks on my desk and I want the cops to storm in and I want to have to throw these floppy disks in a microwave somewhere. <laughs> that that actually sounds kind of okay. That sounds sort of cool. That's funny. You want to do some emails? There, uh, just one quick thing, that other story that you guys sure. have, the cost of gaming. Yeah. Is that is that news? Is it the it's fact not that... news. The, the story was, um, who was it? Kotaku put up a story where they showed off the price, the the, the, the reported budgets. budgets of some of these games, and it's 
super inaccurate, I'm sure, but like it's it it, it kind of sheds light on what these games cost. Like, I don't know any examples, but even games. God of War Three cost fifty five million dollars to make. I remember that from the making of God of War Three videos. But the thing sure. that's that's obscured about that is the fact that. They include marketing budget in there. Yeah, that's well, yeah. what I was about to say too. It's yeah. like, sure, the game took fifty-five million dollars to make, but when thirty-five million of that at least is going to marketing, and they oh, were yeah. saying, yeah. look at that... look at uh, ET in there, for example. They say ET took what twenty twenty million to make. I think and it was most like forty-six it... million or something like that. But yeah, most of it was for licensing. Yeah. So I it's... mean, it's interesting to know those numbers, but I think what would be what would take it. To another level is how much those how much those games eventually made. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love those, to see comparing those two prices or those two numbers. I think would be super interesting. I'd love to see yeah, like profit margins. Like okay, it cost them fifty five million, but hey, they made you know two hundred in yeah. the long run. So hey, good for them. Or like with ET, it cost them twenty million to make, and then they just lost another twenty. So because <laughs> I know or I'd I mean, like to see uh, like totals of actually developing the game, like. Paying your your developers and paying the actual people who worked on the game. Forget about marketing. Forget about advertising. Just yeah. show me those numbers. Because I think even, those numbers would be a lot lower than people would think. Even having that marketing number would be interesting to see if we knew how much they actually made. Because Call of Duty puts tons and tons of money into marketing. And that could correlate to why that game is so fucking popular. No, they don't put tons of money into marketing. They just throw tons of money into UFC fights so that those tap-out motherfuckers can learn about the next Call of Duty. Are you kidding? They're doing, like, commercials with Jonah Hill, uh, yeah, uh, Robert Robert Fox. Downey Jr., Megan yeah. Fox, like, it, it, big st- popular stars right yeah. now. And like, I bet would... those commercials cost more than that fucking game cost. Probably. Fucking Robert Downey Jr.'s wage. Yeah, yeah no Robert kidding. Downey Jr. doesn't come out of his <laughs> fucking bar for nothing. Exactly. So yeah, like it's on. on <clears throat> sorry, that article on its own was sort of uninteresting and kind of stupid when I was reading it. But I got to thinking, like, if they if they had the profit numbers or what they sold or whatever to compare, that would be a really good read, I think. Yeah, keep in mind uh, the, if you did read that story on Kotaku, those are the title of the article actually says. This is what we guessed these games might have cost. Yeah, and also... Like, oh, really? Because yeah, they're, he, like, inaccurate, inaccurate, and I don't know, there are a lot of different sources on each of these numbers. It's kind of... If you want sharp uh, game reporting, don't go to Kotaku. It's true. Because that fucking website now is basically just a YouTube aggregator of, look what this guy put on YouTube. And it's hey, kind of check out this snack. We're yeah, also, did you guys know that DreamHost will give you a website and a domain name for $15? Because, we, listen, we're not saying that they're paying us, but you should check them out. If you, we think they're cool. <laughs> Something happened, I don't know. Kotaku was, was always more entertainment kind of tabloid. I like their Photoshop contests. Yeah, I like when they post, like, art. Those are always amusing. Art. You guys want to do some emails? Sure. Do we have emails? Sure, podcast at manatank.com is uh, the email address. You want to write in some questions here. Ben V writes in, uh, says, Hey, MTP crew, I have a question regarding Steam's somewhat new early access feature. Do you think it's better to join in early or wait for the full release? 
What do you think of games such as Rust that are in early access and can be bought even though they are significantly broken or unfinished? Thanks for answering. I'm very happy to see the show back in a weekly format. I hope you keep it going. Uh, P.S. I hope, in quotes, Oge underscore A. What a terrible name it says after that. <laughs> and Kev, do lots of video you know game related things to piss Eads off. Uh, sincerely, Ben V. Do that right now. Ben V. What do you guys think? Steam Early Access. I got a bunch to say about Steam it, Early Access. I think so, it's essentially a money grab. What is, what is it? Break shitty. it down it's for somebody totally who doesn't know what okay, it is. Okay, so I. E. Me. Steam Early Access is, uh, with that Steam Greenlight thing, basically developers can put their game up on this thing called Greenlight, which is the community votes on it and says either, yes, I would buy this game, or no, I wouldn't buy this game. If they get voted through, they then are eligible to appear on the Steam store. Early Access is they will sell you a alpha version of the game and say it's, it's, it's tagged as early access, which is supposed to be a very clear indicator of, like, listen, this game is not finished. This game is very broken. Buy it if you want to help support development because they haven't sold their game yet. They don't have any money. And you can uh, buy unfinished versions of games, which, as they are updated, they will put those updates out for you and you will come closer and closer to having a finished game. So Goddess was one I bought in early access. Uh, Rust was another one I bought in early access. So let me ask this. Is this early access full retail, or do you get a discount for buying it early? Uh, some it, it varies between... Uh, like, it depends. Publishers can put whatever, or developers can put whatever price they want on their early access, and then the retail release is totally separate, so that could be the same price, or that might be more. It'll... I'll, I'll probably almost never ever be less because that makes no sense. Yeah, but, but by yeah. buying early, by buying early access, you are getting uh, access to the finished copy of that game. Yeah, I think early access is awesome. Okay, as somebody who played Minecraft in alpha and bought the game for five dollars, and now looking at it and seeing that it's a full forty nine ninety nine retail. Like it just makes me happy to know that I got that game for five dollars because that, of the early access model. That's kind of a great fringe case where it works totally fine. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I understand the other argument where okay, I could buy this game in early access and it could never come out. The problem I have with early access is that I'll get way excited about things like Goddess, which looked uh, you know I love black and white. I'd love for another populace. That's what it looked like. And you get it, and it's not really a game. You know, you go into it realizing that it probably won't be, but after eight or nine hours of early access Goddess, I kind of have no desire to ever play Goddess again. And those fuckers promised monthly updates, and here we are five, six months after early access, not a single update. What's going on? Like, there's that's, that's a huge part of it, too. You should bust out the whole uh, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition, get your money back. No, the, see, the thing with Early Access is that they're very clear about, like, hey, this game might not even launch. Are you sure you want to buy Early oh, Access? Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, like, the state that some of these games launch in is, it, like, early, early, early alpha. I think it's totally shitty, because, like, um, like uh, Kevin just mentioned, like, he bought Minecraft for 5 bucks. Now, these games are going for 20 bucks. How much did we pay for us? 20 bucks? 20 bucks. Fucking bullshit. That game should be five bucks early access. They shouldn't be able to charge this much for an early access game. 
just don't buy it is the no, yeah. I think I th- I see what you're saying on that. I think they should say five bucks early access, and then when it comes out retail, if you want to purchase it, that five dollars that you already paid will go towards the retail. Well, the the well, idea here I mean, though like, is an early. You guys are you guys are kind of thinking ride. about it the wrong way. Is the idea isn't you want to buy it because you want to play the game? The idea is you want to buy it because you want to support the developer, and you think the finished game is going to be totally awesome. Exactly. What you're buying right now is a piece of shit, and you should know that. Well, they shouldn't charge for that. And that's why Just don't, a game don't like buy Minecraft it. Yeah, I charged guess. $5 when it was in alpha and $10 when it was in beta. It's literally like supporting a Kickstarter because you want to see this game finished and yes, they're just you, giving you early access to the alpha. You want to give them a little bit of extra money so that they can keep developing the game. Like, especially with Minecraft, who it was the one guy developing it. He needed that $5 that I gave him to pay his bills when he was developing that game. That being said, by the time a game gets greenlit to the Steam store, um, if somehow the scenario arose that absolutely nobody bought it, zero people bought into the early access, that game should those developers should still have the funds to finish that game. It's not like there shouldn't be games that are gambling yeah. on needing money on early access, which uh, in Steam's terms of service, that isn't allowed, but I, I bet that there are some companies out there who totally relied on that money from early access to keep development going. I don't buy early access games. As a rule, I'm not gonna anymore. I don't buy early access games. I look at them on Steam, and I think it's shitty because once these early access games are out, pressure's off. Developer can take as long as they want, especially if their game is selling well on early access. Mm-hmm. Look at DayZ. They sold over a million copies of early access. Those guys could fuck off for a year and a half if they want now. They got their money. They've already made like, it. The, what's what's his name? Rocket guy. Rocket Hall. Is that his yeah. name? He's pretty transparent about what's going on with his game, which is Isn't pretty cool. Dean? Isn't Rocket his screen name? Whatever. I don't know. It's not his birth name. <laughs> Are you sure? The developer formerly known <laughs> but, as Rocket. But um, he's pretty transparent, because... Or at least I think he's pretty tra- more transparent than most because he gets a lot of coverage or whatever. But the guys behind Rust, like, the only thing I've heard from them is what they have posted on the Steam page. Yeah, that's just it. They got your money. They could. I'm not saying the companies do this, but they could. They yeah. could just fuck off now. I bet development is a lot slower yeah. because the pressure is totally off. Well, and I think that's why traditional beta is a better option because they hold a closed beta... And the people who get into the closed beta are going to be the people who truly want to play the game anyway. So they're probably going to be the ones that provide the feedback. And there's still pressure because these developers are going to say, look, these are people that would pay for our game. They're going to give us the feedback, so we better listen to what they want. Therefore, put that into development and then release the game and then they'll buy it. Instead of going the really shitty route of taking their money early and then not really caring about the game. There's no drive behind it then. Yeah, it's well, it, it it's just basically another way of doing a Kickstarter. It's another way of crowdfunding, is what it is. But n- the consumer, at least right now, maybe Steam needs to be a little better about identifying that uh, early access. Don't you shouldn't think of it as you're going to get to play a game that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, you should because a lot of people go in. I've been a victim of it too. You go in, you see something that looks great. You go to buy it, and it's like, hey, this is on early access. You're like, ah, it's what I've seen looks fine. I'm content with what I got. And then you get it, and you're like, well, yeah, this is a broken piece of shit. This does crash to desktop every four seconds, but that's early access, man. Hmm. Wasn't Goddess done by 22 cans? Yeah. So it's a Peter Molyneux game. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, it came out of that stupid clicking cube game, didn't it? Yeah, it came out of Curiosity. The center of the Curiosity yeah. Cube was someone gets to be the first god of goddess. Yeah. And gets a percentage of the sales, which... Still can't believe that people bought into all that Curiosity hype. Hey, as a guy who knew that Peter Molyneux was behind Curiosity, I knew that it was going to be fucking stupid as shit the whole time. <laughs> and I told everybody that. I don't know. I think early access is dumb. I, I think get it's it. terrible. It's good for developers, but for me, the player, it, it's uh, yeah, it is just the worst. Especially since there's like ten games that I'm following on early access. I'm waiting for those games to come out. Most of them are like dungeon keeper style games because they just didn't make those for twenty years for some reason, and now everybody's making them, and they're just fucking. I just got to watch these slow ass updates come out. It's like, oh, we took a week to to make sure the chickens. Stopped killing each other or something. That's another thing too. Is I feel like development is then getting hold like held up because they want to make sure their early access version is playable, but at the same time, like they should just be fucking developing the game like normal. They shouldn't have to. Yeah. There's so many problems they'll have to fix twice because they want to make it work now, but it also has to work later, right? I don't. I don't like it. I think it's good for people who want to watch that game develop people who are into that. I, I think you're right. It's not good for people who just want to play the fucking game. But when that game comes out, are you really going to be as amped to play it? You've already spent 30 hours playing early access no, version not. of it. And I think that's the downfall. Is you've <clears throat> burned yourself out on it by the time the game's actually out. That's another thing, too. Like I've played Rust for maybe five hours in total, and I know I don't really want to play it anymore. But if that game ever comes out and it, it gets good, I probably won't care. Yeah, exactly. And it just creates a skewed skewed vision of this game for me. I don't know. I think, I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb. I'm thinking of this now, but you mentioning mm-hmm. Rust. The most recent Humble Bundle has the uh, Arma 2 and Operation Arrowhead and DayZ mod for 6 bucks. Is that worth it? Yes. I'd nobody love... nobody plays the mod anymore, man. Everybody's no. playing the early access oh, yeah, Steam right. version. Like, yeah. It, you know, look at it. You can, Sometimes you can get lucky if you look at it carefully enough, and maybe that game does seem done enough that you could enjoy it. Like, it'll get better, but maybe it's done enough now. Maybe you can get in there. I don't know. Hmm. Ovaltine. Totally cool. Ovaltine writes in. There's no name on this, just Ovaltine. Isn't that something you put in milk or something? Isn't that like chocolate milk? Rich chocolate Ovaltine. Yeah, there you go. It's what poor people use as chocolate milk. Uh, oh, man. He says, hey, man, it's crew. I've been a fan since around 2011, and I'm emailing for the first time. I was recently playing Gone Home when I ran into an issue that I then realized I've been experiencing in multiple games. For those who haven't played the game, you first must find a series of secret rooms in a house to beat the game. However, laid throughout this path is a massively important storyline, which I've heard is fantastic. Too bad I started the game, immediately accidentally found the last hidden room, triggering the end of the story and extremely extreme confusion, <laughs> as well as overall disappointment. Well, this is the most extreme case, I can't help feeling the gamers are being given freedom in places that it sometimes detracts from the game. If a game is linear and doesn't benefit from freedoms like a GTA title or a Walking Dead title, why give the player the possibility to get lost or even prematurely spoil or end or ruin the game? I know that in Gone Home, a lot of the fun is exploring, but is it really impossible for them to include exploration while still preventing me from accidentally breaking the game and removing the fun? This guy needs to be a speedrunner. 
I yeah, think I would feel super <laughs> satisfied with myself if a game that took all of my friends ten hours to play took me forty five minutes. I like, can't you guys, think of bitches. I can't help but think of the 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 demo of uh, Dishonored that we played at E3 where the developer was standing next to Matt when he was playing it and the demo was supposed to take about 15-20 minutes and Matt beat it in 3 it's like that's it what game was that? Dishonored oh yeah 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 I got robbed on my demo time (laughs) Uh, with Gone Home specifically I think maybe you bugged it out but it's supposed to be like gated There there are locked doors that uh, to find ways to open the doors, that's where you get that first piece of story that you need. Like, it is gated in such a way that someone isn't supposed to be able to just run to the end and just get that last piece of story. Because, yeah, that totally diffuses the entire point of that game, which is shitty. And I totally... Uh, like, this is... We talk about this all the time, this issue. Look at uh, even linear games like The Last of Us. They give you a bunch of freedom to explore the areas and... We just end up getting lost. I ended up getting lost a whole bunch. No, things like that game, the areas were pointless to explore because there was never anything to find. Things even even things like GTA, where Oliver's saying he doesn't like that because he gets too sidetracked. Like this is something we talk about all the fucking time. Now is your chance to weigh in. Um, I, I was actually not listening to the question. Can can you please paraphrase? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Okay. Uh, he played Gone Home, which is a game where you need to explore this house and find key story pieces. Yep. He somehow got right to the very end, because it is kind of an open world, explore wherever you want, and he triggered that last piece of story, and it ruined the game for himself, as well as making it very confusing. Do you think that um, gamers are being given too much freedom, that it detracts from some games? Is there such a thing Absolutely. as too much freedom? Yeah, and like just like you said, uh, Grand Theft Auto. How about Grand Ground Zeroes? That's going to be another. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, actually, it's going to be and, an open world. And that sort of um, sort of brings brings it around to that. Uh, what Splinter? Not Splinter Cell. Um, Hitman. The way mm-hmm. they're going, um, open world. Yeah, everybody is. Uh, moving in a way that they want to give players more and more and more and more freedom and i don't know if i want that see in in the in the case of ground zeros and the phantom pain like i will i'll just do it because it's it's the game it's the series i want to play it's my series but in the case of in to the point where There'll be a lot of things that'll that'll just distract me from actually mainlining the game or whatever or witnessing the story. Yeah, I'll probably get distracted and get fed up with it, and I'll probably just start doing story missions. See, I think a fantastic way is to kind of because everybody goes like open world is like the buzzword right now. Everybody, everything's open world. Everybody wants open world. Sandbox is another one. Do something like Crisis did, where it's linear. You you have a, a set story, but. Uh, the areas they put you in are massive, so you have this objective to do, and it's going to funnel you from objective to objective to objective, but the world that is around those objectives, the area that you're given to play in, is absolutely huge, so you kind of do still have the freedom to sort of run around there and do whatever you want, but at the same time, they're funneling you from story beat to story beat to story beat, so that you're not 
mm-hmm. you know, dick and I'm not going to go punch sharks in the face for 10 hours or something because I'm getting sidetracked doing all this dumb shit. And to bring it back to his question, like, that room that sort of spoiled the story for him, shouldn't that have, like, I think you mentioned it, but it shouldn't have been gated? Like, shouldn't it, it have been... I think it, in normal copies of the game, it is it is gated. Who knows if he got a buggy version? Who probably playing this fucking game in early access or something. Yeah. Who hmm. knows? But, yeah, they, it should be gated. But there is definitely a thing as too much freedom, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I'm kind of, especially because it's so topical right now, I feel like we're getting farther and farther away from just sitting down and being funneled through a good story, that anytime that does happen now, it's like, it's like, yeah, that was, that was kind of rare, you know? The way I, I sort of deal with it, because, yeah, I, 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 I'm aware that this is going to happen, the way I deal with it is that I will just, I'll just consciously just ignore that stuff the way i did with batman but that feels shitty because you want to maybe that stuff's totally fun you like you want to experience that too maybe but i don't know if 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 in the case of batman i just want to see the story i did not want to play any of that side stuff but if i did i probably would have gone back to it yeah i don't like there's no it it gives you that opportunity at the end but i just want to see the see the uh story there's a, I think there's a time and a place, is what it is. There has to... And the thing with Grand Theft Auto is that they just present it to you and kind of put it right in your face that you can do all this stuff, and I was kind of annoyed at that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, as players, we do need our hands held quite a bit still. It's not... I don't know if gaming will ever be the point where they can just give you this world and say, here you go, good luck. That's kind of what DayZ does, and... That's what, like, Rust... What Rust yeah. And it's it's like a unique social experiment, but if every game started doing that, it would just it would be the worst. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. I don't know. Twenty fourteen. I hope there's a lot of games that just tell me a story, to tell me where to go, tell me what to do. I'm done with you in twelve hours. I can put you up on my shelf, and then lose the yeah, lose the disc. And also, I don't even have a console to play those. 75 games on that shelf so whatever (laughs) kev eric how do you guys feel about this tell me about final fantasy what do you feel about tell me what your jrpgs i want jrpgs just rpgs in general to go back to being more open world i want that i know i know it's a terrible example because you guys don't agree with me but nino kuni was a step in the right direction with giving us back that overworld and those different towns to explore rather than the streamlined linear bullshit that we've been getting yeah, but even from a Nino Kuni standpoint, sure they gave you an overworld, but it was still okay. You go to town A, you go to town B, you go to town C, and now you got the ship. Now you go to town D. Think, now you go to town E. Now you go to town F. Now you got the airship. I think a lot of it depends on what story they're trying to tell. If there is a very directed, scripted story, then yes, a very directed, scripted, linear game. Is... Well, what about what about Grand Theft Auto? That was a very directed, scripted, linear story. That's true. But a game like Grand Theft Auto that is supposed to be mimicking like a real-life situation, it makes sense for it to be open world. Because sure, you're planning to rob this bank, but 
timing isn't necessarily an issue, so you can go see a movie in, be- in between checking out this bank to rob. I guess, but in Grand Theft Auto, you still fall into that video game thing where someone kidnaps someone else, and the next mission is go rescue that person, but yeah, we can, we'll take it a movie, we'll go play some tennis. <laughs> it's like the Batman thing, you know, the Joker has this time bomb or something that's ticking down, but like, oh, I'm gonna go do my VR training and fly through these hoops. These people, literal hoops. I think but GTA was too caught up on that term "open world" and let me do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want. It's a, it's a fucking game. I mean, there's going to be a limit to what they can allow you to do. I agree. And there should be a limit. If I wanted real life, I would fucking live my real life. I would go play darts at a bar for real. Fuck that noise. Yeah, do you know how boring <laughs> a game like Skyrim would be if it were time sensitive with the shit that you have to do? At the same time. If Skyrim was linear and you could only go, you're just going through a chasm fighting monsters and, and it's always on the path, that game would be super stupid and super terrible. Then it would just be a so. traditional dungeon crawler. I think it would be, I think it is a bad dungeon crawler. I think it is a, the whole thing about Skyrim. Like yeah, maybe. And that's kind of what I don't like about Fallout. Which is weird, because I really do like Elder Scrolls. But then when you give me that in Fallout, I'm like, oh, I just tell me where to go. I don't I don't know where to go. I'm going to walk to the White House, I guess. I don't, is this where I'm supposed to, the to be? And the game itself. Yeah, I don't know. It is a buzz topic, though, and it is... Everybody's using that word too much. I hope that this is the last year that we hear about how everything is open world hitman's open world metal gear's open world yeah the new dragon age is open world everything is fucking open world now that turns me off a little bit to metal gear is that whole concept because i don't feel like that series lends itself well to an open world game you can hang on the side of the horse i'm i'm pretty skeptical about it too actually i'm sure it'll i'm sure it'll be fine because at the again at the end of the day at least if you don't want to do that stuff, you have the option. That's part of giving you the option to do everything, is that you have the option to do none of it. That's all the emails I have for this week. Podcast at manatank.com is that email address. You want to write in some emails. That's all the podcast I got in me for this week. Well, then. Anybody have any closing thoughts? It's quite the podcast. Uh, No. No closing thoughts. You want to go play some threes? Yes, I do. All right. Hey, League of Legends, man. Still big. 2014's hey, game of the year. Let me let me talk to you about a trade after this as well. Uh, um, in, the, in the League of Legends, League of Legends? Oh, yeah. In the League League? Okay, I don't... The lol flaw. I still don't know who my jungler is because you the team I drafted doesn't exist. Wasn't there replacement characters, though? Wasn't there... Uh, no, the jungler you took switched places with the AD that Mueller took. So you have no jungler, and a- and Mueller has... God, cut this money. show. Yeah, I was just going to say, mm-hmm. save this shit All right. for later. All right. We're in a League of Legends, like a hockey league, except it's for League of Legends. Start up 20-minute surrender again. Don't you guys find that interesting? Don't you guys find that appealing at all? No? No. Video you, game everybody league? who's listening to the show finds that appealing as yeah. shit, and we're going to yeah. have... 22 emails next week about hey how's you guys league going yeah oh man can i get in the league like what's what's going on who's left who's left that's a sign <laughs> to sort of... a 20 minute surrender at manatank.com yeah that's we'll get the right sign on the next show 
All right. Hey, follow me on Twitter if you guys want. I'm the Matt Eads. I'll tweet out Showtimes, all sorts of all sorts of stuff on there. We're on iTunes as well. And if you're listening on iTunes, hey, we're on YouTube. So you each have that. You can follow me at Honest Pizza. You can follow me at Dinner Dangles. I won't be tweeting out nearly as much as Matt, but the things I do tweet out will be much more racist and ignorant. And uh, related to drugs. You know, illegal activities. Yeah. So Drugs and drug paraphernalia. Kev is on the black internet, man. <laughs> the black... <laughs> Jesus. Sponsored by the BET. <laughs> it wasn't racist <laughs> until you guys fucking said that. <laughs> and now it is. <laughs> I just changed my Twitter to OJ underscore A underscore, so follow me there. Oh, my God. I'm, so, immediate, I'm immediately unfollowing you because wait, you're no longer so Swagger Aguilar? Nope. Okay, wait. Is there an E in there or just OJ underscore A? No. You do realize uh, that you just negated three years' worth of shows. How do you spell it? OJ underscore A underscore. That's it. I couldn't get okay. OJ E A underscore. All right. Somebody else needs to go snap up... Swagger why don't you Aguilar, be Why don't, don't you be the Oliver that. Aguilar, I'm man? Our, I already have Swagger Aguilar. I, my new Twitter handle, Fuck Dinner Dangles, is <laughs> follow me. Swagger Aguilar. <laughs> All right, I'm Dinner Dangles now. You guys can follow me if you want. To. <laughs> Just shaking it up. That's gonna do it for the show. Thanks for everybody who watched. We'll see you here. Uh, well, who knows, man? Next week, stuff to say. Whenever we're on what? next, what? Are we doing it again next week? I don't know. What do you guys put in your hand? I said that, and then everyone's like, "Who?" Oh? Hey, so and, and now no one's I'm saying anything. All, all right. for taking tons of weeks off. Whatever. I'm playing the music, and then and then we're piecing it. See everybody whenever we see everybody. Goodbye.